to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I wasn't real sure if I, I was getting my mic on or not, but yeah, I'm here. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's going to be a fantastic night tonight. I want to give you the number to call in in case you would like to read with us a little bit later. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646 646- Six four six five nine five three nine six five. I've only been saying that number for fourteen years. You'd think I would have it by now, right? <laughs> so that's the number to call in if you'd like to read during our open mic portion of the show. Before we get started, we have some things to go through. First thing I want to do is to remind you that I will not be here next week. I have an emergency trip I'm making to Colorado. And I am going to be driving someone back here. And that means that I am not going to be here. Now, one of two things are going to happen. Either Christopher Ryan will be hosting the show, or we're going to be playing a workshop. So that's what you'll get to find out when you tune in next week. Um, It would be the first time that Christopher's ever hosted completely 100% alone on his own, so I want to make sure that he's comfortable comfortable doing that. Um, Because you guys can be kind of scary, you know, (laughs) coming on and reading poetry and stuff. My goodness, his thought. Um, Anyway, so that's what's going on. I just want to let you know that that's what's going to be happening next week. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, as I mentioned, we may be playing one next week. It could have been yours. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, let me know what you want to do. You guys, seriously, you do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. You don't even have to know what you're talking about. Like, say, for example, you, I I really want to do one of those. I think it would be fun, but I don't know what to do. So pick a, a poetry form that you don't know. Okay? And say, okay, today we're going to be learning how to do a um, a sonnet together. I've never written one. You guys haven't written one. Here we're going to go. We're going to walk through the, the steps on a sonnet. And just play with it. It's a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time with each other, to inspire and be inspired by each other. Um, you know, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So... It'd be a lot of fun. You can pre-record these on your computer if you want to be able to go back and put in bells and whistles and kazoos and that type of thing and do any editing or add sound effects, whatever it is you want to do. You can do that and send it to me as an MP3 file. You can do a conference call, like if you don't have a way to record it, I can do a conference call with you where I call you and we I set up a live, uh, excuse me, a private recording to where, you know, maybe I could do like a short interview you for a minute and then, you know, you can talk about what you do, what you're going to be doing, talk about that, and then I'll shut up, mute my mic, and then just let you go till you're done. And we can pre-record it that way. Or you can do it live. You can also do a combination of both. So we could play the pre-recorded workshop portion at the beginning, and at the end of it, then you can come on and you can... Um, 
answer questions and get some feedback and that type of stuff, so whatever you want to do. And yes, I don't know if um, Word Machinist is here, but I'm kind of eyeballing your, you in the chat room. There you are, yep. Mm -hmm. I know George, George, you'd be awesome. I know you want to do another workshop. Um, Moon Cookie, we could do one on lyrics and turning poetry into lyrics. Yeah, Robbie, you can you can do one and teach us about your mind's eye, the third eye, right? Did I get that right? Okay. All right, you guys. Oh, my gosh, Constantine, I see you in chat. Welcome. I haven't seen you. You know, every week I make sure that you get an invitation just so that you know that we love you and are thinking about you. And, and I know life keeps you busy, but um, really get happy when I see you here. So welcome. Good to see you, hon. <laughs> All right. So anyway, if you're interested in putting together one of those workshops, let me know. We can get that set up. They can be anywhere from 15 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. And you can just go till you're done. And then we can upload those to the or call in to and do your workshop. And have fun with it. I don't know where else I was going to go. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> All right, the next thing, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors. This is really important to me because it's so near and dear to my heart, because you guys are so near and dear to my heart. I want to thank the people who helped contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license, our 2021 sponsors. Special, special love to you from me and the entire Speakeasy community. We have Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, our lovebirds, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, my SSM, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. We also had anonymous donations in the name and in the memory of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. So thank you. Thank all of you for helping to keep us on the air, our 14th year on the air, 14th year, coming up in October is going to be our 15th year anniversary. Isn't that awesome, you guys? That lasts twice as long as most marriages. <laughs> All right. So that's it, our sponsors. We love you guys. Thank you. All of you should have your notebooks ready because you know at the beginning of every show we do a short mini poetry workshop called Inspiration from the Inkwell. So grab your pencils, your papers, something to write with, and we are going to go through some things really quick. If you miss something as I'm going through these, don't panic at the end of the show. It is archived, and you can go to that podcast and listen and uh, write down anything you happen to miss. It's uh, just the same, the same thing if you're sitting there some night and you don't know what to write about. 
you can. I mean, like I said, we've been we haven't been doing this for 14 years, but probably for at least 10. I don't know how many years. A long time we've been doing this. But anyway, you can open up any of our episodes and listen to the first 15 minutes and have some ideas and and things to um, go off and running with some inspiration. Now I am only doing your. Uh, prompts and your pick apart a prompt exercise for a couple weeks into this summer because I want you guys out there playing and walking barefoot in the grass and and uh, having fun for the summer and not be buried you know with your funny little hat and your incense burning in the dark staring at a candle clicking your fingers listening to jazz writing poetry all right save some of that for the winter months get out there and play so i I haven't been overwhelming you with a lot of what we've norm- we normally do at the beginning of the show but these two i think are really really important for maintaining a writer's discipline and it's fairly fun and easy to do there's not a lot of brain brain work because it's a pretty inspiring duo here all right, so we are going to be going through those, so have your paper and pencils ready. The first thing we're going to be doing is your poetry prompts. Now, poetry prompts are meant to grow into poems. They are like seeds planted, okay? With that said, the prompt that we give you can either be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them, is up to you. So, number your paper, 1 through 12. And number 1. These mornings of rain. These mornings of rain. Number 2. The thing itself. The thing itself. That would be a fun way, fun one for Jimmy Ray to put a twist on the thing itself. Number three, while dolphins play with the moon. While dolphins play with the moon. There you go, Robbie. Number four, I love myself when I'm laughing. I love myself when I'm laughing. Number five, Somebody I used to be in love with. Somebody I used to be in love with. That would not be a good one for Moon Cookie because he loves everybody. Like angelic type, otherworldly level of brotherly loveness in that man. I love him so much. Okay. Anyway, somebody I used to be in love with. I care for that one's not for Cookie. Number six. The fear of not being scared. I have that. I do some really crazy shit sometimes. One of these times I'm afraid is just, yeah. Okay, especially when I'm doing photography or trying to get a fossil. Anyway, the fear of not being scared. Number seven, how poems are made. How poems are made. Number eight, the pearls of our minutes. The pearls of our minutes. Number nine, this would be a good one for Jimmy too. In the junkyards of sleep. In the junkyards 
of sleep. Ten, they called me savage. They called me savage. Eleven, you must love what is plentiful. I really like this one. You guys really think about this one, okay, on your exercise portion. You must love what is plentiful. And finally, number 12. On the day he took this picture. And in this one, you can change it to where it's he. It can be he, she, they, whatever. Um, You know, it can be the, the tourist next to me. On the day the tourist next to me took this picture, it can be the day he took it or she took it or they took it. You can bend that um, however you want on this prompt. But the prompt is, on the day he took this picture. Picture. All right? You can write one poem for all 12 prompts. You can mix and match the prompts and use line 7 and line 3 and line, sometimes grab 9 and use all of those. Mix and match them however you like. Or you can use all the lines in one poem. All of them in one poem if you're feeling real froggy. All right. Now, we are going to do our writing exercise portion. And we for this, we are going to be using the 12 prompts that I just gave you. And I'll give you those to you again real quickly in just a moment. But in this exercise, using those 12 prompts, we're going to be doing what's called pick apart a prompt. And this is designed to let you discover that what you do with a prompt before you sit down to write to it is way, way more important than what you actually write. Because we all have that instantaneous knee-jerk reaction when we are exposed to something that inspires us. It's muscle memory of the brain, automatic. And we think it's our our muse throwing a brick at us, but it's not. It's just that knee-jerk reaction our brain has to something. October, how many of you pictured a pumpkin? Okay, so that type of thing. So what we are going to be doing with these is we are going to be doing, um, let me let me walk you through what I want you to do with them. That will probably be easier. So pick apart a prompt, writing exercise, using the 12 prompts I just gave you. What you're going to be doing is at the top of your page, you're going to write the first prompt that I gave you, which was these mornings of rain. And then you're going to think about that for a moment, and then you're going to write 12 different, or excuse me, six, (laughs) six different poems you could write to that prompt, six different directions you could take it, six different faces or personalities or meanings. How, How can you twist it to mean something entirely different and new? Right, so write down six different poems you could write to it, not the poems but just the idea of the poem you could write to it. There's six different ones. When you are done with that one, I want you to work your way down the list, write down the second one, and do the exact same thing, the thing itself, and write six different poems you could write to that prompt. And go all the way down to your, all the way down to number 12, and you have six, different poems you could write to each of the 12 different prompts. I promise you, as you're doing this, something is going to grab a hold of you. 
and you're going to be off and running and writing something. You can't get through this exercise this long. Statistically, factually, you know, you just can't. It's not going to happen without something grabbing a hold of you and you're going to start writing to it. Okay? More than likely, it's going to be a poem you wouldn't normally write to that topic. It's going to be something you dug deeper and found, and that's what you're trying to do. That's what this will help you do. All right? So once again, these are your 12 poetry prompts and the prompts you'll be using in your pick apart a prompt. It's like Peter Piper, pick, pick a pickle, peppers. Your pick apart a prompt writing exercise for the week. Number one, these mornings of rain. Two, the thing itself. Three, while dolphins play with the moon. Four, I love myself when I'm laughing. Number five, somebody I used to be in love with. Number six, the fear of not being scared. Seven, how poems are made. Eight, the pearls of our minutes. Nine, in the junkyards of sleep. Ten, they called me savage. Eleven, you must love what is plentiful. And twelve, on the day he, she, they took this picture. You fill in that part of it. On the day he took this picture. On the day she took this picture. All right, so those are your twelve prompts. Have fun with those this week. want to remind you that we have been focusing on reading, 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 reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. So remember, you are what you eat, so feed your brains so that uh, they can flourish. You should always have some kind of a book, even if it's just – I always carry – I have this antique – I call it my laptop. I have this antique leather-bound thesaurus that I, is, I absolutely have. It's little. I take it everywhere with me. Always. You know, and if I've got, if I'm sitting in line or something like that or I get stuck at a train, I can pick that up and just play with it. You should always have something with you to read. Always. And not on your phones, please. Book. Get paper cuts, people. Okay. Yes, I'm one of those people, one of those. Anyway, so, yeah, feed your brain. So read, read, read. The next thing we are doing is we have been focusing on learning one new poetry form a month. It's an area that all of us can improve in, even if it's not a, something that we are going to write every single you know, time we sit down. The more we learn, the stronger we are. So if you're going to sit down and you've never written a villanelle and you may never write another villanelle in your life, at least you'll have written one and you'll have knowledge of what it is. And someday you may need that knowledge. But if you don't give it to yourself, then you're just empty. And you'll reach in there to find something, and there's going to be nothing there because you didn't eat nothing to feed your brain. <laughs> so do things that help you grow as a poet. Learn one new poetry form a month. And then next is go out during your day and find something, something worth 17 syllables. It's really important to, and this comes from a workshop that I teach called Writing Block is Just an Urban Legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't get you if you don't believe in it. There is no such thing as writer's block. 
Okay, writer's block comes when you sit there and you sit down to the paper and you try to write a poem and you just don't have any good ideas. First of all, it's because you're not feeding your brain. And second of all, because you're putting pressure on yourself, you know, basically just girdling yourself in to write a poem. And you don't always have to do that. You just have to write. Writer's discipline. And do it easy. Don't put these great big huge expectations on yourself that are ambitious and you feel are very noble as a writer, but you're not going to be able to keep. When it comes to things that are going to inspire you and, and set goals, and this, I'm probably the only person that will ever tell you this, but set very low goals for yourself. Because the more you're consistent in doing them, the greater the reward is going to be. So make it something simple to do. And that's why I tell you to do this. Go out during your day and find something worth writing 17 syllables. You can do it as streetlight. Okay? Easy peasy. But in those 17 syllables, which, by the way, is basically I want you to write a haiku is what I'm saying. So, yeah, write a haiku every day. Find something worth 17 syllables. If you only got a second, jot down what you're thinking. If it isn't quite the right number count, you can always go back and add or subtract later. But the idea is to get it written down. If you do this every day, it's going to feed that creative side of you. And when you don't feed that creative side of you, then your muse gets pissed off. And there's nothing worse than a pissed off muse, right? And they stop talking to you. But if you feed them, if you give them that, I mean, how much time of your day? Think about all the stuff you do all day long. Can you give 17 syllables worth of time to your creative brain when you sell so much of it to other people's? Think about that. So every day when something stops or grabs your attention or you have a thought, write it down. Every day. Not only will you have... You know, at the end of a year, you'd have 365 haiku poems. You could grab the best out of those and have a haiku book ready to publish. I was going to say something else, but I lost it. So we're not. We're just going to pretend like I didn't say anything right there, and we'll just go over it and pretend like I'm done. Okay. So yeah, so that is your <laughs> that is your inspiration from the inkwell for the night, you guys. Like I said, if I mix you up somewhere or you happen to miss any of this, you can always come back after the show is done and look into the archives and listen to the podcast and write them down again. Okay? So, now, the next thing we are going to do, we are going to play an audio track. I am looked at chat. Sorry. Squirrel. Gone. She'll be back in a minute. Um, we're going to play an audio track. And the one that I picked out to play tonight is by Cassandra Tribe, and it's called Striking a Match. And I she does all of her own production and everything like that. I mean, it's so easy. You guys just play with a recording system on your computer, like download something like WavePad. And if you have a headset, you know, it's hard for you to, harder for you to do on your phone. I don't know. I'm, I don't use my phone for anything but ignoring people. So um, I just said that in my out loud voice, didn't I? If somebody, if, if you've been trying to call me, I haven't answered your call. Now you know why. Um, so anyway, Cassandra Tribe, 
I, she does her production. She's amazing. All of this was done on our home computer. Get a headset, the program, and sit down and play with your words and have fun. Bring them to life like this. She does a great job. So this is Cassandra Tribe with Striking a Match. And if for some reason next week we do end up having to do a workshop, that's the one I'm going to be playing. And I'm telling you that if you have not heard this workshop by Cassandra Tribe, if you have not heard it, it is going to change your life and it is going to change you as a writer forever. I am not kidding. She is incredible. She will change you. Yep, yep. All right, anyway, so this is Cassandra Tribe striking a match, and here you go. Striking a match. Holds the promise of many things. If I have chosen to pour gasoline on myself, on others, on things, then the promises of destruction that will have no meaning. For no two people shifting me where the ash shall agree. And why I struck the flame. Houses will be left with them. People will be chosen to blame and if anything of me is I will be examined. I not believe. The nature of destruction is to destroy all meaning. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match sparks a flame that flares to a candle, then the smallest part of life is entrapped. With flickering boundaries, its borders are protected. Worn up with the ways of night. In that small circle of light, vision lacks clarity, and life has the substance of and no two people shall agree. For the nature of flames and fire is to disappear. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match falls on wood, I will just so. Then flame feeds fire.
light cannot help but be cast to reveal what has been. Yet fires by nature consume themselves of what is foolish enough to fall in. And no two people will survive the coolness of night when the fire dies or the hunger of a fire the nature of being consumed is to stay till there is nothing left in the end. No one person can survive in darkness cold for each and all are beyond their control. In striking the match, there is a promise of so many Tribe was striking a match. Absolutely phenomenal poet. You can find her all over on YouTube, on the internet. Um, we have her workshop we'll be playing soon. Just phenomenal person. Phenomenal, phenomenal person. You will love them. Okay, so now. If you're in, if, if I forgot about that. <laughs> if you're interested in having your track played on the air, by the way, you can email those to me. Which, by the way, George Wiley did today. Thank you, my love. Mwah. Appreciate it. We have a new track to add to the show from Mr. Wiley. We appreciate that from him. It's going to be uploaded tonight. I didn't have time to do it before the show. We started the show with that one tonight. Uh, yeah, excited to have that. So if you'd like to send me your spoken word track, you can do that. My email address 
the word the is in the email address, the speakeasy cafe, the T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, audio track, something like that in the subject line for me. I will get them uploaded to the show's library and we will play them for the world. All right. Now, with that said, it is our open mic portion of the show. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646 595 3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 734 is our first caller tonight. When I bring you on, please make sure that you uh, introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who you are and that your name is attached to your work. You never want to send your writing out there in the world with no one knowing who it is. I mean, we've been, like I said, we've been in the air for, this is our 14th year, and if you went back 11 years ago and listened to a show and somebody came on and read and didn't say who they were, how would you have any idea? So please, when I when I bring you on, say, hi, this is me. How you doing? And I'll say blah, 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 and you'll say blah, 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 and then we'll hear your phenomenal poem. All right, so make sure you introduce yourself. After you are done, right now, let me take a look at the lines real quick. Just to, Right now you can do, you can read two shorter normal length poems, or you can read one like really long poem. Uh, the lines aren't too crazy busy. Uh, we're okay. So, yeah, two poems or one long poem. And if the lines get too busy a little bit later on during the show, then I may need to switch it back to just one. But if that happens in your turn, forgive me. But I think other than that, we are good to go. All right, so yeah, make sure you in, or you can do yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. You can do two poems, and when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, and can check out you and your work and get to know you better. And uh, yeah, really important to do that. Then the next thing, remember that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything in here tonight with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. Okay? So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers in the lineup so you kind of have a heads up that you're coming on. We have area code 734, 731, and 972. Those will be our first three cards. So let's go ahead and grab 734. 734, you're on the air. Yes. Hello. Hello, Nyla. It's George Wiley. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing just fine. I um I just wanted you to know my name of my first title of my first poem is Tab A into Slot B. So <laughs> Oh, that sounds fun. I'm I'm looking forward to that. uh, I told Jimmy on on the chat here that it's fun to know that, but uh, then I've forgotten what that's all about. I'm too old. So to me, that's just putting a (laughs) poem into a loose-leaf binder. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. 
doing fine, doing just fine. Missed last week, but um, I want to read two of them tonight, and I got to get them there right here. They were right here. One, the second one is uh, called "When We Are Corrupt," and the other is a short prose. I mean, they're both only one page long. Oh, just kicking stuff on my way here. All right, here we go. When we are corrupt, I wrote this in, uh, I guess, early this year. When we, when we are corrupt, something quite sated seeps from our bones and bends us more steeply down. Something drool saccharine in the words we drip, which are picked up by lesser minds. When we are corrupt, we make less eye contact and rarely see straight. We build walls where doors once were. We hide from our truths and diminish our creds and react with surfeit, surprise to mere facts. When we are corrupt, as we stare deeply into our lives, the lies stare back and we must blink. We repudiate morality by laying claim to it and it makes our falsehoods useful. When we are corrupt, a hill becomes a valley, a bass becomes a shark, a worker becomes a vassal, the leader becomes obese on the blood of the young. Whatever innocence we have becomes a dim dream. When we are corrupt, we turn money into faith and gardens into war fields and forever fear looking at the truth of the sun. We turn against true integrity. Facts become droppings, and we convert our monsters into stars and beasts. Wow. That was incredible. That last line especially. I love poems that end with a nail. Yeah. That was incredible. Read that last line to me again. Um, last two lines are we turn against true integrity facts become droppings and we convert our monsters into stars that was phenomenal incredible piece yeah thank you very much you're welcome very much all right the second one is a bit of prose sort of a little bit uh, uh, anecdote from my lifetime about basic training in 1967. In infantry-based training at Fort Lewis, Washington in 1967, the kid in the bunk below me, named Gary, had never been with a woman. On an overnight pass to Tacoma, he met a Taiwanese girl at a massage parlor, then told me he was definitely in love. We tried to reason with him. Despite my vigorous warnings, he went back the next weekend and then told me he was in love and declared he had asked her to marry him. She accepted, duh. I asked if she she was still charging for her massages, and he said, yes, she was. His first love, he was ecstatic. She had his virginity and his love. She had promised, he had promised her the first thing he'd do is fix her teeth. 
he was having trouble knowing what to tell his family, a prosperous one from Des Moines or Dundee or maybe it was Dubuque, some some place with a D. Now, I bet you're expecting me to tell you a happy or a sad ending to the story. Sorry, I have no idea. A few days later, we were were all jammed with angst around a dusty bulletin board which revealed in neat, newly typed pages our assignments, our future, perhaps. Gary got his orders to an infantry unit in Da Nang, Vietnam. He looked at me with his shoulders up, a sort of a pretense of so what, but I saw tears in his eyes. Infantry people in Vietnam in 1967 did not have a good time. I can't recall his last name, so I can't check his fate. The late 60s in Vietnam had a way of repositioning our directions. There were weird days, and we tried to paste up cavalier facades. We made fabricated connections. We often stepped away from close friendships there for obvious reasons. We let some questions go unanswered on purpose. But five decades later, I still wonder about Gary something from D something and his first love, Masseuse something. End of peace. <laughs> the something something. Something something. Both of those yeah. Both of those were just incredible, sweetheart. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate You're it. You're very, very welcome. Fantastic job opening the show. Oh, now after uh, I can't think of her name, but the uh, the uh, one who played the, the the recording, she was amazing. So I, I hate to follow that, but anyway, I, I, I'm glad to be here. I can be reached. At, I have a book called uh, "Why Did I Remain in the Garden" um, by George Wiley. It's on Facebook, and I have um, Facebook page uh, sort of. Um, it's called, uh, for poetry, it's called George Wiley Writes. And I'm on, uh, what is it, poetry, um, allpoetry.com and some other, I mean, a, a few anthologies uh, and a bunch of Zooms and stuff like that. So Make sure, that. do you have a link to that anthology? Did I what? Do you have a link to that anthology? Is it? I one of them. Uh, I got about five, six anthologies. One of them is called um, World Poetry Open Mic 2020 Anthology, and it can be purchased on Facebook. I don't mean Facebook, Amazon by that by that name. Uh, and what some of the other ones? They're all sort of stuffed in shelves behind me. But um, um, let's see, I mean, I, I probably five anthologies. You know. Um, were uh, in contest. Uh, sometimes they were contest rewards. I don't actually. We didn't even think about those. But a couple, you know how they uh, a lot of the state or national contests will have a booklet at the end that shows the winners and the runners up, and uh, shows the poetry sometimes of the top three places in the contest. And I'm in a few of those, but I didn't have them in front of me. Um, most mostly though, I'm in. Um, as a guest, certainly, you might say, in some anthologies. What is one of those called? Pike? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I could, if I thought about it ahead of time, I would have grabbed them off the shelf. 
Um, <laughs> if but, you've got the uh, link I'm, for Amazon for that, throw that up on my page oh, just, so people can. Yeah, you just you just go to Amazon uh, Books, you know, online, and but type people in. People don't uh, do that. Put the link oh, on my they page. Don't. No, they do. They, I mean, they will, but they forget. There's lots of squirrels and lots of butterflies <laughs> in the world. I see. I, I see. So make it easy. Throw the link on my page so they just have to click the link and get over there to you. Oh, yeah. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. All right. Perfect. I'll be glad to. All right, hon, and we will talk to you next week. A lot of fun, a lot of fun tonight. Thank you very much, and I'll move aside. <laughs> All right, hon, we'll talk to you next week. Great job. Take care. All righty. Our next caller. Oops. Get in there, buddy. I got you. There we go. Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hello, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. How are you this fine afternoon? I am wonderful, Michael. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I love what you said about the uh, writer's block, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as writer's block. I've proven it time and again. I wrote dissertations on it. But the problem that I've dealt with from time to time is commenter's block. Commenter's block is vicious, is brutal, and it can take <laughs> you down. It can. Especially for those who riff. I think that that, some some of your best inspiration, I think, I think you would say, comes from doing that. Well, I'm going to share somebody with you that that sort of riffed me this week. Uh, For the last 10 years, I spent most of my blogging time on a site called Viva Alberto's. It's Spanish for something. And all this blog is, it's it's about, uh, it's for St. Louis Cardinals baseball fans, okay? And uh, our favorite writer there, A.E. Schaefer, uh, affectionately known as the Red Baron, uh, he is just phenomenal at at tracking amateur players leading up to the yearly draft. And uh, it's it's amazing how much he knows about them and the technical information that that they deal in and share. I mean, opinions are great, but you better be able to back it up. Been there 10 years, I've never written a post. I'm just in the comments section. You got to be really careful because if you step on your toes or your tongue, somebody will step on your face. Anyway, this past week, after the amateur draft was finished, A.E. Schaefer wrote draft review number two, the later rounds. And in this, he got to uh, a player named Elijah Cabell. And Elijah Cabell is played Florida State, got a lot of attributes. The only problem he has is he swings and misses a lot, like 40% strikeout rate. So uh, I remarked in the comments to uh, the Red Baron, hey, uh, you know what you said about the uh, Dr. Seuss? Maybe you should take it a little further. So he did. And he wrote this about Elijah Cabell. This is called Elijah Cabell by A.E. Schaefer. He swung at a fastball. He swung at a curve. He swung at a slider, a knuckler, a slurve. He swung at a sinker and a spinning flantuca. He swung and he missed at a bouncing bashbuka. Every pitch he saw, he swung and he missed. Then he turned away quickly 
quite clearly quite pissed. He stomped and he grumbled right back to the bench. He abandoned his bat and he swung with a wrench. Elijah Cabell was a swinging machine, but when it came to contact, he wasn't nearly so keen. In poem. I loved that. <laughs> that was so fun. They did a great job. He's fantastic in everything he does. Uh, yeah, I, I asked him that, uh, if I can share it with some of my friends, and he said yes. So, hey, Red Baron, you just got shared with, I can't tell you how many people, but it's you. And they all appreciate it. Like I did. Next. Are you happy? I am very happy. I'm going to make you sad. Oh, no. Okay, I'm ready to be sad. I'll make you cry. Somebody listening to this is going to cry. I may be the one to cry at this one. I'll tell you in advance what it's about, okay? It's a very, very, very rare time that Michael here wrote to a picture. It wasn't really a picture. It was an object, but I put a picture of it when I posted it somewhere in 2013. Uh, It's an old worn out stuffed teddy bear and it's just laying on the bed at our house and looked at him one day and got a little inspiration from him and and I wrote this poem it's called Token Existence by Michael Todd Good night is a parting shot as she gathers herself heading out for the night to join the passing parade. Familiarity breeds exempt as I'm left on the shelf in some protected custody to carry on this charade. Reflecting now on our slow dancing through the night makes me more than a little blue cause for consternation. One of these leavings will be a long time gone might lead to a complete unravel, my tail coming unspun. There was a time she was not budgeting time, you know. Moments caught in lockstep in our own little world. Salt to sight makes no sense when it comes time to go. I can't recall if she left in a dead rush or twirled. I realize a colorful kite can't fly from a clinging vine. I know well I should be grateful for a cameo appearance and cherish the memories hanging around this old shrine for old time's sake all before me now, a token existence. I would not wish this level of sad on a total stranger. I seriously have my doubts a stranger would even care. Still, I would more than meet her halfway, now in danger of falling forever beneath the cracks, thread-worn and bare. End poem. That did almost make me cry. Ten years ago, huh? 2013. Wow. That was incredible. Thanks. Hey, for what's worth, still have the bear. Do you? <laughs> Dude, she belonged to the girls. They left home, left left it there with us. 
Do you have it sitting in a chair? Ah, it stays on the bed. I'd set one at the dinner table. Yeah, we've all got something like that we hang on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Do you know what mine is? What? A two-by-four. Elaborate. It's a two-by-four that when my kids were really, 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 really little, took felt pins and colored all over and gave it to me for Mother's Day. Wow. It's heavy. My two-by-four. Let that be a lesson to you guys. It's very easy to please your mother. Give her a two-by-four. She'll be content for life. <laughs> exactly. Michael, that was insane, incredible, and got me right in the gut, and I love you, and awesome. Magnificent. Hey, if anybody wants to come hang out with me, blogspot, mikedodd.blogspot.com, that's where you find me, M-Y-K-E. T-O-D-D. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Next week, after next week, because you're not going to be here next week. That's true. I am absolutely not. I'm going to be probably in the middle of the Utah desert driving at that point. Well, if there's somewhere out in the middle of that desert, there's a tree, and you're going to see it, and odds are pretty good. You'll climb it and get a better view. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. All right, Mike. Great job, honey. Love you so much. Thank you. Love you back. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have an idea. We have 972, then we have a Skype caller, and then 504 are our next three. Let's go ahead and... Grab 972. 972, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Anna. How are you? Anna, my darling, I am wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm really enjoying everybody's readings tonight. And, of course, your Inkwell teaching was great. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I grabbed a couple of prompts already for one of the poems I'm writing, so thank you. You're welcome. That makes me happy. Good. Well, listen, I did my homework you gave me last week. I wrote a follow-up poem to my first boyfriend. Oh, I want to hear this. So that's the first one I want to read tonight. And then the (laughs) other one is about Cleopatra. Okay. Let me start with the first boyfriend. To my first boyfriend, I write to you, first love, first kiss, first heartbreak. The one who braved my father for permission to court me in a most old-fashioned way, a set time, flashback chaperone, and bodyguard. The old nana in a rocking chair, the bodyguard leaning on a colonnade, and us sitting on the red couch, that breathing in my sky. You bribed the bodyguard with cigarettes, and we watched breathless as if but one mind 
communing in the lengthening afternoon shadows and furtive kisses when the old nana dozed off. I trained with the swim team, and you leaned back on a chair, listened to your walkman, and waited for me. Then we'll hold hands, walk around, watch the polo players, and shared your walkman. You scaled the flagpole, performed perfect swan dives from the trampoline to impress me, and I'll be duly impressed as a court lady at a jousting tournament who gives her knight a token of her affection. I would kiss you as if you perform a great jousting feat. We dance to LPs, tapes, and 45s. You were light on your feet, and we choreographed many dances at parties. We were surrounded by clapping admirers. When I danced at the National Theater, you were there first with a bouquet of roses in your Sunday best to celebrate me. We sat in the dark in my brother's bathroom, shielded by a mattress over the tub, huddled with my family, holding hands and heads bowed in prayer as the city was bombed. When my father passed away, you cared for me. You were so attentive with calls and visits to steady me, and you walked close to me after the pallbearers to the cemetery. You held my hand as I threw in red nations onto his dirt-covered bath casket. Held my hand through the many sullen hours that came after that. I hear you're married and have grown children. I wish we'd visit, but you won't accept my friend request. And I respect that. For of all my life markers, you remain important. And I'll always love you with what remains innocent in me. End of poem. I am so glad I asked you to write that. That was incredible. And I imagine something you needed to say. Yes, he won't accept my friend request. Can you believe it? But You know, you have to understand how men are, though. I absolutely, absolutely would not take that personally, especially if he's married or in a relationship. I've got a friend of mine that I absolutely adore, and we have so much fun together, and he's just a friend, right? Period. Absolutely just a friend. But his wife is is crazy, insane. If Facebook just happens to randomly put up one of my radio show ads on the side of the page, you know, things he can't even control. She gets so, so mad at him, you know, so he can't be my friend because yeah. he's, he is respecting his woman's eccentricities and keeping her happy because happy wife, happy life, and, and she should be way more important than a friend. So, you know, I understand how that could happen, so I wouldn't take it personally. You know, maybe he's just doing that because, you know, that's just the way it has to be. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was a good poem for me to write. Thank you for giving me the idea. You are very welcome. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was really, really incredible. Thank you so much. You're welcome, hon. 
Well, now on to Cleopatra. Okay. Cleopatra, in the mausoleum, opaque Cleopatra writes in indigo ink and four ultramarine hieroglyphs. With a marble poet's hand, speck vows in a jeweled light flaring from burnished bronze. In origin curls, the amber of verses and last words. Love's nudging flame, shaking a trembling sand, and the yielding to a sudden flash blood. Cursing lips, lips with vengeance replayed, vessel mouth surrenders, defeated but not broken, and not to be displayed by the victor in the streets of Rome in golden chains, and vulture headdress, head over forehead, and wings hanging down on each side of her head, a jeweled collar and a floor-length red gown. The winged sun god at midday lengthens afternoon shadows, streamless clouds and the darkened soul's undertow. The ended beloved threads, heron and ibis in graceful walks and lotus flowers upside down. In the throb of death, a message to Isis in black smoke. Your son's eyes seize my love. Gather, gather my beloved to me in life eternal. To course the journey's depths to the release of memory. And the forever spirit sighs, restless surrender, soul and knees to the crafted wave. Splayed watery in the softest afterlife. Burning words. Thoughts fly to the endless field of reeds and the foam. <laughs> that was incredible. I still really love the way you use your use um, the the internal sound rhymes and random sound pattern rhyme patterns in your writing. I think it, it because you you don't write a rhyming poem, but you write one no. that's very. <laughs> Very um, melodical. Thank you. You're well, very welcome. Those were my two poems for tonight. I thank you. I really, really enjoyed the track. Uh, what was her name? Samantha. Cassandra Tribe. Cassandra. Okay, got it. Gosh, Samantha. <laughs> anyway, so I, I can I can see that I can see going there. <laughs> I'm like the first poet that read, you know. <laughs> the first letter, Des Moines. No, no. no. <laughs> anyway, starts with a D. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, you can find me on Facebook, Anna, A N N A, and last name Donovan. D-O-N-O-V-A-N. So, and I want to shout out to Jimmy because he made me look great. Who were you? Nefertiri. And I feel so beautiful. (laughs) He's the master at this space. Isn't that fun? He did me today, too. Um, It was really cool. Oh, I see yours. Who were you? I saw yours. I didn't get to see yours. I need to scroll again. 
<laughs> yep, it's on there. We're both from Egypt, I'll tell you that. Oh, we're both from Egypt. Are you Cleopatra? Yeah. No. You're Cleopatra? No. You'll find it. You'll see it. Oh, I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody have a great night. And you too, dear. Love and hugs. All right, honey. Tell everyone how to find you before you take off. Yes, Anna Donovan on Facebook, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. I love Anna. All right, our next caller is our Skype caller, and I believe that's Constantine. Let's check this out. Constant- Constantine, are you with us? Um, I don't know. Who's this Constantine guy? Oh, that's me. <laughs> you know, that one guy, the Mithril Weaver. The Mithril Weaver, Constantine. That's me. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. I, I send you're you the invitation every week. Wrestle. I know that I know that your life is a whirlwind, and uh, you don't mm. get by very often, but just you're always thought about. I want you to know that. I'm, I get real happy when I see you in here. Yeah, I duck in. I, I duck in later sometimes and listen listen afterwards. But uh, anyway, uh, I I thought of you. I got in, invited to the Texas Cowboy Reunion and Rodeo to to be a to be a reader, and I was very flattered. And actually showed up thirty minutes late, and they still let me read. I don't know if that's good that's or not. That's incredible. But. <laughs> I bet that was a blast. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, I enjoy the cowboy readers. Yeah, the, the microphone kind of sucked, but yeah. I was just wondering, have you ever heard of a cowboy poet named Bob Campbell by chance? I have not. Uh, okay. I, I think he's written some songs that did some things with the old TV series The Lonesome Dove. Well, never mind then. Anyway, he's uh, just kind of reminded me of some of the stories you've told in the past. You might have run across his past there. Uh, anyway, so I, I haven't heard uh, anything real recently, but I thought I'd swing on by because I saw your invite, which I appreciate. Well, what are you going to share with us, hon? Um, uh, are you familiar with the name Dulcinea? No. Dulcinea. That's what uh, that's what Don Quixote called his lady dog. Okay. Dulcinea. Anyway, if I may. Please. Breathe in. Dulcinea, the name called she by this heart of mind, I quixotic, she hypnotic. My song, my prayer, lyrical mountain moving moments happening when time your life as mine's eyes slips there, like the wind through her hair. When woman leadeth thee, fade into a place that be, when you forget all that you see, you all that is about you that be, and you do not understand how to describe how it makes you feel. Who are you? Where are you? Upon this broad-hearted earth, the joy radiating happiness soul reborn sparkles with all the facets of your being held testing 
yet. Time, pain, suffering, love, epiphany, I will not leave you words broken, my sweet. A revealed visions, cogis, a charming smile, destiny, dulcinea. My song and my prayer is she. Fly upon poem, upon wing, stardust in the darkest of heaven, like tears sparkles in the morning dew, this bejewel case above, your voice descends me yet again. Happiness is looking like that rock was, breaking the storms, the passions with the waves of beating against it, but it was words too deep, and that will not allow the mind's eye vision to try to see without. Stardust, eternal prophet, true from life to fate, the Valkyrie pond, through winds and clouds in heaven, this perpetual prisoner of self found through you, my gate. Her eyes, shining stars, so deep and endless, I look at them and fly away. A distant galaxy's eternal world, I look atone, mesmerized, mesmerized. In her eyes, her sighs, I say, in them I saw my own soul. In light breath of wind, my hand and heart gasp the chariot of the mind, seem to touch. Dawn over sea, Cross sky with silver clouds, native to the pain, plain silhouette, all glee. To meet with hands, I reach with my strength, not enough. How do you want for breath? How do I get breath when it all is taken by the visions of thee? The wind cries, the night is calling, whispers, verses burst by thee. Valkyrie upon the rainbow, fly to me. Did you know you delivered this perpetual prison? You set my very soul free. So where the lyrics in my soul telling secrets and mystery? Who the depths the whispered of, springtimes of our horizons, if some of love have come to the warmth that summer? Not yet done. I listened and I penetrated. I drenched in tears for some reason, some vision. I was so worried about everything and all those who climbed in the soul. This word the road out of Shaun to be. And then the gala begins. Satin rose ballroom. The dark light night. Pile lifting skirts, rose pink sheets, not quite scarlet, ran among the grasses. Oh, she ran. <laughs> she ran. I cannot believe she ran to me. Lovingly, as I could see, all glowing and burning with innocent shy shame. Who is this nymph in the wind? My arms embraced. I have no, see no evil in this face. I only, by the naivete, in the soul wells of her eyes, all questions answered have their say. In the morning I sent her yellow roses, only tremulous, bare stem the blush, only unmade, sweet sheets, sweat, beads, etched in the essence from the blushing petals of she. This rose is not fragile and soft to break, yet I'm not given in to remind myself 
how hard she was to take. Showering of strong, soft, silken nice rushed under my weight. She touched me. Do not touch. Do touch. I changed my mind, you see. But her face pleaded to be rediscovered, a velvet purse or rolling of the night. I asked, do you regret giving in to me on the velvet moon dream? Simple, pleasant, complicated girl. I sit to the pinning of thee, of your body down, to answer my pen in your patience petal. Can it be true? I traded all those regal years and rewarded by the milk of your kindness rose petal. A last blushing against sun-kissed skin, and so we embraced all night. How to close now? Close as the dawn. Well, I have something. I have everything. I have my muse. And my muse empties. Emptiness spills everything from her reclined repose to me. This broad-hearted soul fills. Again, you see, for a last dawn of my inspiration, you moved me lyrically. I thank you, blessed you be, forever, for the sun never truly sets in upon inspired words, plucking my heart strings, till we drown together in an oblivion's bliss, and that softened pillow of my heart's repose, and I long for one more sweet word from my seraph's lips and thereby experience a lyrical mountain-moving moment. My girl, my song, my prayer, my miss, my Chris, my Dulcinea, she, they have. Wow. That was incredible, Constantine. That was absolutely oh, phenomenal. Thank you. It was passionate, just, um, and sensual, and and agony, and and contentment, and and I mean, it was absolute rush all the way through. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I I don't have anything else. I just kind of just do one at a time usually. So, but I just uh, dedicate it to my love. I just hope I hope it can be worthy. Well, I think any woman that had that written to her would just be ecstatic. Thank you, you're too kind. Um I'm on Reverb Nation at Constantine the Missile Weaver. I'll post the like a thing there in the chat room. Check it out if you like. If not, that's fine too. Well, don't hurt my feelings because I won't know. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness we don't know all this stuff, right? Right. Anyway, I appreciate letting me come through. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you so much. Fantastic job on that. You know, someday you got to let me co-host with you. You know, maybe, maybe someday. I would love like that. It. I would love that. Just let me know when you're around. Okay. Okay. I'm back on out. Thank you. (laughs) All right, sweetie. Thanks, hon. All right. 
Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504, you are on the air. They ain't got no air where I'm at. It's no air. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know why? Why? Here I am floating on a tin can far above the earth. Planet Earth is, ew, what is that? Okay. Hi. Oh, my Jimmy, Maestro Jimmy said he didn't get in. He need to get in. I'm, I told him he could have my spot if he want to get in. So I don't know. Did I skip I just, him? I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying to do what I could, you know, because like I told him, I know my poem and I live for his. So, you know, let's get our priorities straight here. Hang on. Mike find said he had to get she... out of the way for it. He didn't say it this time that he had to get out of the way for the other poets, huh? Because then, you know, you had no, a couple of real good didn't. ones, and then you're gonna have, and you're gonna have to get a break from me, and then you can pick up with the real ones at us. <laughs> okay, so you can take care of my take care of my maestro. Oh Lord, I know we all be much better off for it. And um, so how are you going? You going to Colorado and all of that? I am going to Colorado, and I have I've. I have to go down to Colorado and drive someone back here. Are you gonna Are you gonna take a trip down to ruin Nebraska from Colorado? <laughs> Not yet. You don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember ruin Nebraska, huh? I don't blame you. Um, why Why Nebraska? Ruin Nebraska. That, that's like where you are right dream now. I ever had. No, 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 no. I'm in New Orleans, baby. I'm no. That's what I thought. That's I'm, what I thought. Was, when the hell did Nebraska come from? <laughs> oh, because the only dream I ever had about you uh, was you were going to ruin Nebraska, and so I wrote I wrote a story about it for you because um, you was headed to ruin Nebraska. I don't know why. I never heard of ruin Nebraska. There ain't no real ruin Nebraska. I just dreamed it, and then I had to write the songs. The only time I ever wrote a, a, a story uh, about, uh, uh, dreamed about you, and so I wrote the story about it. It's getting I better. I want to read it's, it again. It needed to work. That had to have been a while ago. Okay. Your birthday last year. Um, that was anyway. a while ago. I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's better now. I think it's better now. I can send it to you again. I, I, um. I don't know. You know, everything needs work. I just, I'm never one of, I don't write meant nothing. I'm, I'm scrape, burn off, chip, polish, throw it against the wall, see what falls off kind of thing. And then it's still, it looks good for about 10 seconds. And then you got to go back and. There's only a few poems of mine that I've ever written where, you know, after their final edits where I've gotten them just exact. There's only a couple. They're exactly where I want them that I don't mess with my, every time I, I look at I them. Ever, I never had that with a, with a poem. With a song, I know, I know when it's finished and I know when it's not finished, but I'm probably still never going to do it the exact same arrangement every time, you know. So because um, a good song is supposed to be able to live through any arrangement changes. 
and any you know what style I do? changes if it's a real song, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I do, Cookie? And it, it's funny because you know how they they say a painter needs to know when to set the brush down? Yeah, they say that. It's, I think it's that way with writing, too. I think that you can mess with something too much. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you're so far gone from your original intent that it's like, okay, wait a minute, what was I thinking? When I write something, and, I, and this is in my journal, or if I'm writing on the computer, if I am in my journal, I will go to a new page and copy down everything the way I want it and then go from there. I never erase or scribble out or anything that I've already written. So you could go through my journal and there could be 20 pages that are, if you follow each page, it's the working and the rewriting and the rewriting of that poem. And I do the same thing on my computer. I'll copy what I have and paste it up on the top so that I never lose a version of that poem. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I guess I've done that with my book, you know. I've done that um, where I, I got to cut something out, or and then I'll and then so I'll put it on the side because I didn't want to lose it. Um, with poems, usually it's some could be said a little better. Oh, maybe I used this before. Oh, you know, it doesn't quite fit the rhythm. You know, those kind of things. Um, I never did this always, but I noticed that. I can leave it and go, okay, it's there. And then if it's not there, something's going to be going to be just stuck in me, just, you know, a thorn. And then I'll go back and read it, you know, whenever, much later. And then I'll go, oh, God, this is fucked up, you know, no wonder. You know, like I go read some <laughs> of the old MySpace stuff I wrote, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe people were just so nice to me because, ooh, Lord. But hopefully we keep getting better so our eyes get better too, huh? Hopefully. You know? <laughs> or we dead. I don't know what else. But hopefully we can get better when we're dead. I hope, I hope it hurts a little bit less anyway. But anyway, let me get to my stuff. And okay. um, I just got one. It, um, it, it's got a little bit something to it. Um, this is... um. One of my birthday poems is from my brother Brom, God of Stories. And um, this one's called She. She saw groves called clovers crushed, roots ripped and soil sunned, shredded as her children left to tend the life beyond her reach. Their trickles wriggled. Warnest passes till black miles of bison backs replaced deer tracks and river trenches where hardy layers led that swell. Oaken boughs to barrel slats, coopers slashed the wheels, plowed prairie, pressed up against a fondling fog, facing skies the Rockies wore. People that been there a minute knew some places best left alone. Hardy-headed, discontented poker faces, waste as faith promises placed on fifth ace paper, slap Grace's nose. Eternal sisters dismiss time, vengeance, yang twin split-tongued talents, cursing hardy heads, too thick to see whose hearts of iron fuel cruelty. Colbert Camille, an honest man of hardy hardness, nearly sighted. 
unindentured 20 months, reached out to grab his chunk of ground. Away from lords, barons, and scum pushed off. Whip snapped. Loaded buckboard crackled. Sabine, his wife, saw more. Relaxed. Two boys, Clem and Bo, played greedily. Baby girl, Cordelia, Sabine's living dream, spread her world. Two trees deep, deep in closer groves. In waving fields, she dreams horizons. Home aspired at Riverside, acres cleared, stubborn stumps pride, fire set to clear the vermin, fired up trees, aspen and pine, harvest when the boys come hardy, healed and strong, demand the land yield. But still his baby waiting mama fell to fever, black convulsion. Helpless Colbert prayed and cussed there. No religion saved his angel. Felled her tree to kill her swing. One reminder left to parry. There amidst a bluebell filled hill at the smoking, at the smoldering fields blackened borders. Tender morning sun bade rest till blessed fields in sweet Cordelia splendor. Windcomb yellow wheat, her promise. Then cradled on the barren embers, framed, golden oil, beaded braids, patent pink and opal glistened Gerber cheeks, dispassionate, sapling thin, her amber skin dried, almond rinds on willow limbs, six or eight years by his eye, swaddled in crepe myrtle petal linen, perfume, bitter root and bloom and heather, bitter bruises, blue bitter bruises wrapped her weathered wrists. She waded out the ashes, commanding instincts, parents ply. Little girl, little girl, come let me help. His shovel grated off, grated gravel off to mark the grave. She stared still as fence posts, steady. Was she a ghost or baby death at face, facing his still baby yet unburied? He laid her in a casket of her favorite oak, cradled at, her, at his tear-wet chest, quiet stomp. His vein throbbed temples. Floorboards creep and hiss and creak and hiss. Sweet Cordelia laid and covered. Baby, baby girl, his baby. He prayed. His braided visitor absconded. What would Savian do to live? Home from doctors, two-day ride, curse, or cancer. Two boys sick. Fate's a killer. Mantis quick. Two boys buried, then Sabine. The braided girl stood at fence line, watched. Never word nor countenance changed, no, no exchange. At every prayer, the baby banshee vanished. Blood-stained, hanky-hacked, and faint. Grief grappled under shouldered moon. Soon, stone face crept to bone stone through hingeless hips and shoulders torn. He rocked. Porch pendulum wore grooves and planks. Mark. Marching timbers, roots, roots through floorboards. Death, the temptress danced and laughed. Bure snatched with crows and hogs, counting breaths to pick his corpse. Fog and fade across fence and embers. Colbert was planted, peaceful, stressless. Chest barked, ringed, release of grievance. She soon this giant cypress empress over groves of kin and antecedents 
He knew them all, though Bark and Branch, Sabine, Cordelia, Clem, and Bo, two families that first settled there, trapper idiots reaping pain, Anastasi tributes consumed. As the breeze massaged his leaves, he knew a truer truth rooted. She was never human. Import. That was incredible. It is like it is like you have words dancing on threads, dangling from your fingers in slow motion, forming words and and swirling in color. It's like Fantasia poetry. <laughs> when Seriously. I seen Fantasia, I was kind of tripping, so it might have lasted. <laughs> <laughs> It might be flashy, you know, it's, it's like it, it's fun to listen to because it's like um, Blue Bill Field Hill. All right, that that all sounds so melodical and sounds like it all rhymes through, but it it, it doesn't. Blue Bell and Field do not rhyme, and nope. Blue Bell and Hill has the end rhyme, but if you look at them, it's the it's the the sound rhymes that appear in different places within those words that make it sound like that. Not the fact that the words actually rhyme, but the fact that you're using the end sound and then using the middle sound to go with the last sound, but the last sound also goes with the first sound. It's like a complete circle, and it just makes your brain, it, it, just, it hurts your brain in the most beautiful way to listen to it. It's amazing. It's like... It's like- you know, you can't make a basket if you don't close all the weeds, you know. You ain't carrying <laughs> shit then, you know. So, so you got to make sure all the, the weeds are closed off and tied, you know. So otherwise, <laughs> you're dropping stuff everywhere, you know. <laughs> this and is I, true. And I like y'all way too much for that. I like you. I just got much love for y'all, and I wouldn't do that to y'all. wouldn't do it. <laughs> you do it fantastically. Uh, I learned from the best. I learned from the best if he if he gets in. <laughs> well, my darling, I'm gonna let y'all go and let and let the real ones come and, and I'm I'm gonna be happy to hear it. And um and get in it. I had I had been a little bit out the poetry uh for a few weeks with, with different things. Um I had to I had to get this one out, um and I had plans on calling the last couple of weeks, and, you know, plans is just a good place to start, you know? So, <laughs> anyway, so I love y'all, and th- thank you, everybody, for listening. And if y'all want to find me, here am I floating on a tin can. Yes, indeed. Planet Earth is blue, and there's nothing I can do. But I think everybody else is going to take care of that pretty quick. All right. Um, y'all have a great show. Find me Moon Cooking anywhere that say Moon Cookie with two E's at the end. That's me. And don't believe nothing you hear about me. All lies. All lies. All lies. <laughs> I don't believe yeah. that. I say nice things about you and they're not lies. Oh, yeah. No, but you different, though. You special. <laughs> you special. All right. All right, my darling. See what happens right, when I call cookie. in sober. I'm all over the place, huh? It ain't over. It ain't right. <laughs> <laughs>
So, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to work on that next time. <laughs> all right. I'm so excited for the rest of the show. All right, y'all. I'm out. Love y'all. All that good piece of stuff and everything, man. And when you come to New Orleans, I'm going to show you the Mardi Gras. All right. I'm out. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. All right. That was Moon Cookie, and we love us some Moon Cookie. All righty. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lineup on the next callers that we have coming up. So you kind of know where you are. You have a heads up. We have a, we have area code six one five two one nine. Where did two one six go? We have two and six. Mama, did your call drop? Because I have you next, but you're down at the bottom. So your call must have dropped, but your hand's still up. So um, we have two and six, eight three two, and then seven zero two. So that kind of lets you know where you are in the lineup. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 615. 615, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's been a while. It is Clarence. How are you doing today? Hi, Clarence. How are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. Oh, I'm doing well. Um, you can hear me clearly, right? I can hear you clearly, yes. Okay, good, because some networks have me something like Cookie Monster and stuff like that, so I know it's not my phone. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can hear you great. Good. Well, I'm enjoying this show, definitely. So what do you have for us tonight, my darling? Well, I have two for you. First one's called Cricket. I've noticed my community has changed. I let some new tenants move in and welcome them. But I've noticed they haven't looked around at the audience in the neighborhood as they march with the picket signs attempting to awaken masses. Didn't they realize that love is the answer that conquers all? That folks are not blind to this historical parade? Yet I see this uncomfortable paradigm shift among an intended respite and refuge. As these pictures are posted based on racism of victim mentality, causing anger and bitterness as the volatile cocktails fly, breaking windows of visitors with a visual to segregate, this isn't a marketplace and I wish this wasn't the case. As I'm sensitive to the temperature that makes a page become enraged with hate. This wasn't created to be the place, and it wasn't to be an escape. But the gates were open, and now I must re-examine the state of who are the members igniting embers into uncontrollable flames. Leaving some folks to shame us, I ask myself, is this the monster I've made? I was looking for characters of faith, hope, and charity, and all I see is people complaining of the pains of past ancestry not knocking the ministry and bringing history for the masses to know. But instead of the constant cravings that bitch about, how about some answers? Excuse my language. See, this wasn't created for one side of the family. I did this out of free will, but now I must reveal my standards. Just because my ancestry has slavery 
where the news replays it doesn't mean it's attached to me. And maybe you identify the categories and labels of racial tones, but I gave you love and you blazed me with stones. You concave my home where I brought love unconditional. That's all I've asked of you. Now tell me, can you weather the storm? Can you do whatever needs to be done? Show your neighbor's love like you show your God. Because all I hear is cricket after reading the criticism, reminding us of this wicked system and no responses, blank comments. No solutions to how to clean this litter pollution and this platform I let you loose in. Please don't generalize a section in this group here because there's two types of people, my friend. One willing to change a mindset in this world and one who comes out reacting the news clips where the industry says you look foolish. I'm not addressing this as imbecilic, asinine, or stupid. I'm just tired of the same old mind control programming, propaganda, ulterior motive tactic I find abusive. Think critically, my friends, because I don't want martial law in a state of emergency to cause this community to end. And like my father, I will not be a respecter of persons. This is a public service announcement, and I pray a lesson is learned here. Whew. I can. I am almost myself again. In peace. Wow. That was intense. Fantastic, right? think that piece was about my group page in the traffic that happens. <laughs> <laughs> How fun is that, running? Oh, yeah. It's been running for five years, and you know, sometimes you have to take people out <laughs> and not for dinner. <laughs> Too funny. Are you going to read two, my darling? I have this second one right here. And it is called Me Against the Victim That Is Me. I'm worth more than this, yet here I am getting paid less, wearing holes in the shoes I bought from, you guessed it, pay less, ranting, inside cussing, knowing this helps me pay rent, managing, no repressing my anger so I stay stressed, I need a vacation to vacate the premises, but I'll have to clock out. Me and my staff have no chemistry. We are bilingual, corporate, and the hood. I have become a monster indeed about to snap. Am I understood? A close relative misses me in our conversations, yet she still sees me at eight years old, which is the difference in our ages. Once again, I was triggered by her manipulations got me all up in my emotions where I should extract patience. I get like Freddy Krueger at Krograph to being overcharged potatoes. Then some poet, female, called me about her experience chasing a dude named Jason, crying out for comfort, but I tell her, I'm not your gay friend. I'm straight and I love women and I don't have time to be wasting. She said, you don't care. I said, hell no. She said, but I haven't had sex in 10 months. I said, what you telling me for? Who are you in the mirror? Oops, I'm sorry, you're out of time. I'm out of this fight because I won't any more cast pearls in front of swine. 
I indirectly called her a pig because her body, she wanted me to pork. Was she the other white maid? Yes. But I had a beef with her, of course. I need to be slow to anger, and I need to be quick to listen. My gifts will make room for me, but I don't need to attract that kind of interest. A pocket full of vanity. <laughs> I can't deal with this nasty girl. In peace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you pull no punches on that one, do you? You still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, the last two poems, these two poems, the last lines were your prompts. Were they really? Yeah. In crickets, I, own, I am almost myself again was a prompt. And at the end of this one, a pocket full of vanity. I am very, very impressed. You worked those in there, and I didn't even catch them. <laughs> that was awesome. But they were both great poems. That was so much fun about doing the prompts and sharing inspiration and, and poking people and prodding them. I mean, that's that's the funnest part of this for me is watching to see what happens. You know, it's like it's like throwing a red balloon in the middle of a schoolroom. And watching all the different reactions and all the different things, it's, it's just amazing. I absolutely love it. I'm so glad you shared this. And I, and I thank you because this piece, uh, half of it happened within this past week. So <laughs> it's a message to me saying, okay, am I going to play the victim because they're playing the victim? Um, we got to stop this. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it doesn't matter if there's a winner because you have to realize if there's a winner, then there's a loser. And sometimes it isn't worth being a winner to make someone else a loser. Yeah, and plus I believe that if you have to be in an argument, that means you want it your way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not Things an are more fun when person, you don't so get them your way because then you're, then yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know, I think so. Fantastic right on both of those, Clarence. Thank you get you. you get five stars in your homework. Oh, thank you very much. Now, where you can find me, where everybody can find me, I'm under, not under the bridge, I'm under facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson J.R. That's Jr. Or you can find me on my group page, the letter C, the word double, 34, the number, music, and friends. That's how you can find me. Awesome. All right, you guys, go give him some love, and we will see you next week, sweetheart. I believe so. I think they finally fixed the schedule now, so unless somebody calls out, I'll be here. (laughs) Awesome. All right, sweetheart, thank you. All right, thank you. Our next caller comes from area code 219, which I believe is Brother O. Brother O, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you, honey? I'm doing very good. It is fantastic to hear from you. 
What are you I going to share you. with us tonight? I just got this poem is called I can show you much better than I can tell you. That should be the title to a lot of things in life, if you want to know the truth. Right. Okay, go ahead. It's been a while since I wrote a poetic message directly to my doubters and critics. Since I surpassed and supersede all their expectations. They're suffering from neglect and malnourishment. Now that I have shown them much better than I told these clowns, they have my complete undivided attention. I truly and wholeheartedly believe that actions speak loud much louder than words. Because talk is cheap, and faith without words is dead. And wolf ticks have a lot of bark, but no bite. The quote Nino Brown, BS runs marathons. So if you talk the talk, then back that thing up with facts and read my impressive credentials for yourself because I walk this walk of faith with persistence and diligence. So before you even attempt to criticize and doubt me or try to underestimate me, remember this proven fact. I can show you much better than I can tell you. So go right ahead and keep on doubting me. Go right on ahead and keep and keep overlooking me if you dare. Brother, you don't have the financial backing to get your projects off the ground or to reach a reach a new goal of touring the country. You'll never get married to have a family. You haven't worked. In over 10 years, because of physical disability, you never have what it takes to handle more responsibilities as a man and a leader. I can show you much better than I can tell you. So go right ahead and keep on telling me that I'm not capable of making things happen. Brother, you still have a heart condition. Now, how can you maintain your busy schedule and balance your priorities? How do you manage all that all of that when you take 12 medications a day. How can you help people out with your physical limitations and financial situation? You know well, you know damn well that you can't function extreme temperatures because you will freeze to death and die heat. So get somewhere and sit down, man. I can show you much better than I can tell you. So go right ahead and keep on talking about my inability to live a greater life. But, oh, you're going to be stuck in East Chicago the rest of your life. You're going to end up living dead in life. You'll be on disability for the rest of your life. You'll never be able to work again. Start your own company. You'll never live a lifestyle of a millionaire. You're banking your future on silly pipe dreams. I can show you much better than I can tell you. So go right ahead and keep on talking about me not achieving my goals. I Triple dog that you clowns. Okay, brother. So what if you won awards and gained national recognition for your poetry and even got your poetry published in several books? What can you do to top all of that, my friend? The more success you achieve, the more haters will come your way. 
oh, I heard that you won two National Spoken Word Awards for overcoming the year, and you're nominated Try to Do a 3 P. Good luck with that, brother. I can show you much better than I can tell you. As I mentioned previously, dealing with haters, doubters, and critics is my specialty and area expertise. I've been told what I couldn't do so many times I've developed a natural immunity to it. I just take what the negative people say about me and use it to fuel my motivation and ruthless determination to achieve greatness and reach my massive potential. That's trying to try to doubt me. Next time you try to criticize me. Next time you try to throw shade on me. Next time you try to tell me what I'm not capable of doing. Remember this statement and your narrow-mindedness. I can show you much better than I can tell you. That's that piece. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was great, honey. You believe in yourself and you walk your walk, and that's all that, that matters, right? Exactly. Yep. Fantastic job on that. Hey, are you going to read two tonight? Oh, yeah. I okay. got another one. Okay. This one is called The Voice of Encouragement and Inspiration. Eleven years ago, a brother came onto the scene, poetry scene in Chicago, took it by storm. Comes from East Chicago, Indiana. His brother has blessed thousands of brothers and sisters with his words of wisdom, advice, encouragement, and inspiration. And he is most definitely a force to be reckoned with. He is none other than Brother Older, their miracle professor of poetry. He is that fresh voice that ministers to those who are hurting and going through various trials and tribulations in their lives. By encouraging them to hold on to their change comes, he is the voice who speaks for those who can't speak for themselves. He represents those brothers and sisters who have been looked over, passed over, rejected, written off, picked on, and told that they will never succeed. This brother has risen above his haters, doubters, and critics to become the extraordinary man that he is today. Be that voice of encouragement and inspiration for the next generation. He always speaks in the heart and tells it like it is. Because he is not afraid to speak the truth and tackle the issues that affect our community. He is the voice who offers his views and opinions about education, politics, Love relationships and health matters from a man's perspective. And he always shares his words of advice and wisdom to his Facebook followers. His style of poetry is intriguing because it is not designed to rhyme and tell stories about his real life experiences. The brothers and sisters, my brand of poetry is an old school love song that's certain put together. Because Every one of my poems has originality and spreads a message that reaches beyond the bodies to minister to brothers and sisters wherever I go to bless the mic. After I speak, people always come away encouraged and inspired because my style of poetry is now the refreshing. It puts, it produces a healing of the heart, mind, 
and sold to the listeners. Whenever I put a pen and paper to write my masterpieces and get on the stage and minister to the brothers and sisters and spread the good news, you can compare them to Michael and Kobe on the basketball court, Jay Rice, Walter Payton, and Barry Sanders on the football field, Money Mayweather, Muhammad Ali in the boxing ring, Arthur Ashton, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, and Coca Golf on the tennis court. Jackie Robinson, Josh Gibson, Satchel Page, and Reggie Jackson on the baseball field. And Tiger Woods on the golf course. He is at his best and the greatest of all time at what he does because greatness is all over his brother. I made a name for myself because I am one of those main attractions still draws the crowd. Were anticipating words spoken by a real life minister. So, Sioux fans of Portugal that come out to support me get the opportunity and lifetime to witness an extraordinary brother who is gifted and anointed to share his story. My main mission is to carry on the spoken word art to the next generation and to raise up a new generation of Portugal to continue on the path that I have paved and to build upon the legacy that I will create for young people to achieve greatness on their own and realize their massive potential as I have in form. Fantastic, fantastic. You know, you, you have your strength and your convictions and your self-worth and your self-image and believe in who you are, and you never falter from that. You know, it's exactly. it's a really good thing to hear. You know that someone can unashamedly, unashamedly believe in themselves unapologetically, mm-hmm. and understands their self worth. So great job, yes. sweetheart. You're welcome, now. I appreciate it. So, do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can come and show you some love. Well, if you're not familiar with me or just heard of me, and you want to know more about me, connect with me on Facebook on the Omar Brother Old Gavin. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a two-time that's what's called the World War when it forward come the year. And I am I am going for the three piece. So <laughs> so that so that so that's what our main focus is right now. I wanna wanna come out of my comfort zone and start performing in other cities and uh really Experience different flavors of poetry. Really experience uh, looking forward to, to hearing other people's experiences because poetry it shall be the sub. Poetry should not be something that something that you get get attention from because it's all as bigger than you. Because everybody has a story. And I believe that everybody should have an opportunity to get their story heard. 
And as always, thank you for your support every week. Absolutely. All right, darling, you know the drill now. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you next week. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. All right, hon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code two one six. Two and six, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, Mama. Not How well. are you, honey? Well, as well as could be expected. And I can imagine. It's really good to hear from you. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Did you end up getting and all of your money from the fundraiser? Yes, I did. Okay, good, good. And well, the bur- the burial is tomorrow morning, so I got one more hurdle to to, to jump over. And uh, it's been really a long procedure here because he died on the day a Friday before last Friday. He was buried last Friday, and then this Friday is the, not buried, but had the funeral last Friday. This Friday is the burial. It's been a long process. So I think my mind is there. So like every place I go, that's what I'm talking about. Even when I meet people that I don't even know, I'm just talking about my mom. And it so happens that other people, you know, that I meet, they want to talk about the same thing because they people are losing their moms. Um either to COVID or to just, you know, old age or whatever, some type of illness and stuff. So it's been an interesting journey. And um, this piece I'm going to do now is called Two Daughters Talking. And this is just random uh, discussion with different people that lost their mothers. Souls are getting up out of here. Corona is coaxing the elderly, keeping them from hanging around too long. The good die young, and the new seniors lie still and pray for the release of their own captured souls. There's nothing much left to do here. I want to leave and watch over my loved ones. Corona has come to take my breath away. My arms are now too short to swipe from front to back. My arms are now too short to swipe from front to back. I leave eagerly, and I thank God for longevity. Corona didn't spare me. I was 98, and my cocoon was well spun. 
I will join my husband and my son. Don't cry. I now can fly. We, I'm free. Her eyes spoke. Live your life as if we shall once again be family. We shall smile and laugh and remember as we are one. And she'll always be one. Mom was 92. She was well. I said to the lady in the store, and we shared stories about our mothers and how they transitioned. Corona didn't take my mom, but dementia didn't allow her to remember how to swallow. The good die young. And her cocoon had long since been spun. Somehow music moved her. And somehow she managed to play Jesus Loves Me on the keyboard. Another time she waved her hand with pride as God she gave the glory. When she heard the song, It Is Well With My Soul, There was no need for her to worry. She doesn't have to worry again about defecating. As I talked to another daughter who also spoke of the need to swipe and wipe, they are all gone to where their food is now spiritual. And my mom and your mom and all the moms can abide in the love of the Creator. We don't need to cry over cocoons. We don't need to cry over cocoons as the butterfly has flown and all is winnow. That's that peace. Wow. I'm having a hard time commenting. I don't blame me. It's always good to have a moment of silence. I don't think I can comment right now, Mama. No problem, baby. I won't bother to do another one because it's the same one I did at the memorial, and I don't even want to end up with more dead air. <laughs> so I love <laughs> you so much. Thank you for all you do for me and uh, for all of us. We just go ahead and on to the next person. Let the silence be my applause. And it is. It is indeed. All right, Mama, if you want to decide you do want to read another one, just call back in, okay? No, I'm not going to read another one. I just want to extend the offer so you have it. (laughs) No, I'm not going to read the other one. It's going to be another dead silence after the other one. It's sad, too. I mean, not sad, but solemn. I'll put it like that. Because I'm not really sad. sad. I understand. Okay. All right, Mama. I love you. 
Love you too. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Sure. All right. That was my mama. Our next caller is area code. Eight three. Where did I get? Where did my eight three two go? Eight three two. My board is messing up. I'm glad I write these down. Eight three two six because I have a couple eight three twos. So eight three two six. You are on the air. Soldier Blue. Hey, Miss Nyla. Hello, Mister Blue Blue. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I pulled out one of my uh, older chappy books just to read something because I hadn't. um, I'm writing stuff right now, but, I mean, it's like, uh, it's almost like because of what I'm reading, I don't have enough to to put, uh, to finish them off yet. I mean, I could easily finish them off in terms of just wrap it up in uh, kind of like by formula, but I'm not trying to do that really. So I'm just taking my time with them in terms of what I'm, like say, what I'm doing right now. But I found some, I found some good ones though. And um, this, uh, this first one is called Till My Spirit. Till my spirit into the rich rage of my red earth Cast me loose upon the screaming winds of madness And the roaring seas of sorrow These waters so filled with sadness There is no salt left Till my spirit into the rich breast of my mother Let my eyes water her grave Let my arms reach her in a spirit-clenching embrace of love And gratitude for her goodness Let my mouth be filled with the flowers of her loving voice so that others should not forget. Let my face be mirrored between rock shadow, sky, and lake, where waters now slick with my placid skin of blue. I am now to be the bones of my mother. Let my tongue mold itself to these waterways and rivers so as to always speak the words that are right and true. Let my vision be as clear as the mountain air. Let my voice ring in the shining night with the grace of the stars. Let my spirit be fulfilled by receiving the inception of its truest nature. Let me rest after my parchmented body has been rendered to smooth dirt and ash. Upon my mother's sacred breath of wind, let me rest with my earth mother as thou tillest my spirit with the red, red earth. In peace. That was incredible. Thank you. You are doing two tonight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that that rep- basically represents a lot of where uh, where I'm at right now with a lot of the things that are going on. Uh, this one is called uh, Phoenix Fire Fires Radioactive. Naked, flesh stripped, and spear bled in the arterial caves of the Phoenix 
and her white cased bomb is easily carelessly handled by her blue steel made artful skillfully raised handmaidens ready and waiting to fly with these curse burned loaves of bright destruction to rise on thermals of molten lava flow watching and shrieking with insane laughter as the shadows grow and are shackled to the weight of 77,000 metric tons of shiny, happy, nuclear radioactive waste encapsulized in untested metal boxes. For now, the Yucca Mountain Range lays still and quiet. Still, from the depths of her nest, the phoenix stirs, restless, unbidden, almost unnoticed in her sleep. As in a nightmare, one eye of lightning cracks open, spilling front-runner storms upon her handmaidens as they flutter in response to the images of pain. Pain of the phoenix. The mole's slick skin as men who have seen no light want to bury their capsules of death impregnating the once-growing ground. These are the metal unproven, untried capsules to be packed placed in the shifting ground by their pale ignorance above the steady flow of heat above earthquake plates as unsteady and uncertain as a flat plate of beads on grandmother's knees below all rushes the whisper of pure water and life is America ready for the flight of this man-made bird of waste, a phoenix radioactive of your choosing? You better ask yourselves, pale America, because your politicians build up your potential for a free-made grave-rot coffin while they sit in stone houses, making precedent and passing laws of madness based on ethereal Inquiry using lewd facts of mediocrity and stripped wires as the people of all peoples argue and bleed in the streets as these pale lawmakers plan population control in the hours of dreaming sleep using anomaly possibilities. Wake up, wake up, wake up now! We have all been left naked weak and sweating in a metallic sheen of afterglow and left for dead to be ashes of the flame of their phoenix and the ponderous motion of her wings as she awakens to rise and scatter annihilation with her slightly rusted, untried handmaidens whose destruction awakes now Whose destruction awaits now? Good question, huh? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little devious deviousness in you. Like, yeah, you heard what I just said. You ain't getting away with yeah, shit. Yeah, you know. That's it, you know. I just called that's your that's number. What Sure. That's why, that's why I tell people, you know, the more I read and the more I learn, the less they can lie to me. 
Exactly. Not that you know. There's a reason that they say knowledge is power. Sure. It's not yeah, because knowledge time. isn't power. Oh no. This is true. So there you have it, and uh, you can find me at uh, Facebook and Rich Winder uh, Rafe Wild, and in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. And that's me. And then I also am uh, running a uh, podcast called Red Earth One. And uh, it's all together as if one word and the R, the E, and the O are all capitalized. And it's free. And I think, uh, actually, I I counted last time I went up there, and it's like, it's actually like 12 installments so far. Now, I'm going to say this because I mean, I'm going to put another uh, installment up there, but it's going to be more informational. It's definitely going to be me talking about more of like the widespread of uh, what's going on right now, rather than uh, a po- poetic form. But mm-hmm. it'll definitely, you know, be something that people can uh, can do and can. Uh, well, I don't know if they can. Well, they'll they'll get something out of it. It's not going to be. It's not going to be something beyond their reach. And I'll make sure that as much as possible. Or when I can, I'll, I'll try to find some of the links that they can use to, you know, access that information themselves in terms of just looking at what I'm talking about, and then you know they can make up their own minds from there. Very cool. Can you hear all the noise I'm making in the background? <laughs> That's okay. Can you? We know it's Miss Nyla. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I'm very quietly, and I don't think very convincingly so, trying to clean up the Coke I just spilled over my entire yeah. desk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sorry about that. So I was multitasking. I'm thinking, right, I'm, not, I'm not fooling anybody. They know I'm doing something. <laughs> they may not know what I'm doing, but they know I'm doing it. <laughs> there you go. Well, like I said, we know it's Miss Nyla. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone again, once again, your Facebook, and then I will let you no. let you go. Sure, no doubt. It's uh, just rape wild, and then in parentheses it says soldier blue, and then that's you know, at Facebook, and that's me. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Oh yeah, I'm gonna to try to have some things, uh, at least uh, some of the uh, some of the, some of the newer pieces wrapped up by that point, and uh, be able to share some of those. Awesome. All right, sweetie, thank you so much. Great job tonight. Yeah. And thank you for this platform of self-expression, Miss Patty. You're oh, welcome. It's very nice to be here. Thank you, Soldier Blue. You bet. All right, I think I've got everything out of my keyboard. There I you think. Go. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller. I imagine that was really loud. I feel really bad. But it was everywhere. It was like heading towards the where my desk joins and right below it's my uh computer and I could just see it frying right in the middle of the show. It can fly fry after the show but not before. All right, let's go ahead and grab 702, 702, you're on the air. 
Hey, Nyla, how you doing? With Jimmy Ray. Hey. Hi, Jimmy. How are you, sweetheart? Thank you for making me so pretty. Oh, that's not hard to do. You make it easy. <laughs> it was fun. Well, that's you know what, and it and it and it should be. Let's take it with poetry, even. It should be fun. I was just thinking about that, and you know, all the writers we have on here and the guys that come on feel like they're having fun, and that's what it has to be. And I don't care if it's a serious piece or an emotional uh, piece or a whimsical piece or a piece of erotica. It has to be fun. Writing it should be fun. Reading it on air or just in general should be fun, and creating and sharing it should be fun. If it's not fun, then I think we need to reassess. Or if it doesn't mean something. I mean, it's, it's got to mean something to you to do it. It's kind of hard to do well, something when it holds no emotional value or no emotional connection. Then you're just going through the motions. It's very true. It's very true. Now, back when we did, when we, our heyday, um, the early days of Speak Easy, WordMachines.com, Taringa was doing his thing, Cult Vault. Uh, it was a really special time, as anyone from that era can attest. Uh, but you remember, not unlike you, I've always been about uh, extending a hand to poets. Um, that's what was the cornerstone of, of the website. That's where the spotlight, weekly spotlights came from. That's where the showcases on the within the live shows. Um, but I always, I always wanted to express, you know, write something to express my feelings about that, about extending the hand, and about just screaming it out, and about. Uh, you know, making it happen for everybody and that, and that unity that we had and to extend it. And this piece, uh, I think, uh, did that. It's one of the few pieces I have that I can go back to today from, this is from, what, 12 years ago or so, and, and I can say, honestly, I wouldn't change a word. And this is Words in the Machine. Poets without nets make me blind, like some left-behind sunshine capering aloft, draped in the treetops, some wicked game of twisted flame, a Medusa-haired dame of adders, snakes, and ladders, and the droll wit that hits me without remorse as seven horses run six courses, divorced from reality, game show mentality, and I stare connected with lockjaw in abject hard-knocked awe at the words blurred I saw with metal eyes and thin veil of disguise that were slipping, dripping from your steel ink, a gesticulation formation, simple justification of my scheme. Words like a cyclone, like a visionary's dream. Words with raw power. Words in the machine. I am a poet, voice blaster, webmaster, word slinging, story bringing, gravel singing, hard as nails, adamantium, alabaster, whitestone soul, never ceasing the belief that the poet will show it and lead the way. For the written word is smitten when it tickles the wrinkles of your brain, and a slow rain, no pain, just blood, but the mud and the meat and the deep love that imbues us with trust to make us stronger. For the longer road, the one unbroken, and I'm talking about the word as it is spoken, voices will dance perchance. They listen, glisten as dew on the true souls redeemed. Words spoken, voices ring out the dream. Voices with power, words in the machine. I want to stand on God's plan, just a man. Climb real slow to the top of a mountain of woe and scream my dream to the masses. Disrupt the bustle in the streets, the hustle in the classrooms. Break the broom of the eroded custodian and replace it with a pen. Call him by his name. Call him a man. 
I want to open my front door to the shore of poets washed in on salvation and sin, skinned, busted down walls, sprawled with the dust of dreams. Everything I spewed and eschewed, all I meant, then dig up these floorboards and carve a basement. And with every last word longer and heart song, a rig, a dig, a tunnel, funnel to every stepping city so that no eardrum will remain unstrummed. I want to haunt every website, couch every lout, Publish the wishes and visions, just incisions in the lost fabric of a misunderstood art. Blow apart this backwards thinking. The ship of fools is sinking, but the ship of dreams rides on golden waves. Bold in the stark voices. So many choices of inks and styles. Poems to make you cry, scream, and smile. I want to print every glint of poetic steel. Feel the push and the rush. Be the exciter of the writer as they realize the millions of eyes that are reading their bleeding. Their fortitude renewed as their voices soar, hitting the core and ripping the fabrics of the magic trick lost in rhyme. I would publish you a true blue ahead of myself, no lie or twisted litany, because you and I will die. And in a century won't matter, but the words will live on long after you become a worm platter. I want, I want to rip out my heart, watch it beat in my hands, spray the pumping blood all over the throng, let it spew and spray all over their faces and open mouths, let it drip south to their breast, sex, and their feet until it consumes them complete, no retreat. Let my blood continue to pump. Let it get inside you. Drink the crimson flow. Bathe in it. Cry until it gets in your eyes. Taste it. And when I finally stand naked in front of the blood-drenched masses, I will peel the metal skin and wrap you in my cocoon. I will give you sustenance with the meat of my muscle. I will scatter my brain until you have all I know. I will break my bones so that you have a weapon in the darkness. I will give you my very soul. If that's what it takes to show you my dream, my sincerity, and bring in all I can to help my fellow poets without ever asking a damn thing in return, if it takes my blood, my soul, my heart, my tears, if it takes all I have, for I am just a man, a mass of bloody tissue and bone, but as long as I breathe, you are not alone. I pledge all I have to extend my dream until you are all words in the machine. End poem. That's kind of a message from your heart and soul, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Or it was. I mean, it still is, but it was uh, extra heavy then, and, and, and it was just, you know. And, and the interesting thing is when I sat down to write that, I remember this specifically. Uh, it's a very, it's a, kind of a long poem, um, but it just, it's one of those cases where the words just came to me like that. There was little revision um, and little thought. It just kind of spilled out. So that was kind of special. It was an incredible piece, for sure. And a, and, and a strong message. I mean, something it, it's, it's relevant. It's going to be as relevant 100 years from now as it is today. Well, so, it's, and, no one can hope, right? I mean, it's... Uh, it's just, uh, um, I mean, obviously, we talk about it, uh, you know, poetic license. I mean, it is, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to rip my heart out, but but feeling of, of wanting to do that, of wanting to do whatever it takes to really get that idea across. Me and you, back in the day, we were trying, I mean, I remember getting uh, folks onto the show that had never read a poem on air before, and that was 
a challenge, and it was and it was so rewarding to hear them finally do it, and then get that fever, and come back again and again and do it again. And watch them grow and develop in, into, you know, just develop that confidence. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Watching, I mean, it's almost like being a parent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mhm. And our our little ones are growing up, Jimmy. Yeah, they are. They're not so little anymore. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of your boys, oh my God, I can't believe it when I see pictures of your boys. Makes me realize yeah, how long we've been doing this seriously. Yeah, yeah, they were just little guys. I used to bring them on my show, at the end of the show, to say hi to all the people or say goodnight. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They were just tiny, tiny. All right, what you gonna do now? Uh, if if you got time, I'll whip this one out. This is a a, a song poem. I never I've never read or sang this one. This is uh, written April of last year, and I was laid off from work. And of course, the pandemic had just come in. It was scary. No one knew what was gonna happen. Uh, but in my head, you know, I was thinking like some of us were thinking, hey everybody's going to do the right thing. People are going to wear masks. They're going to distance. They're going to do what we have to do. And then we'll be through this in, you know, in a matter of months. Uh, obviously here we still are. But um, at the time in April, I didn't think for a second that we would still be wearing masks at Christmas time. So that's where this came about. So this piece was kind of semi whimsical. And as it turned out, it's, it, it ended up, it, when I read it now, it was kind of maybe kind of funny then, but now it, it kind of it, it pretty much came to fruition. But this is, uh, will you still will you still wear your mask at Christmas time? A word machinist song poem, if you will. Dwayne, got your ears on? We're gonna do something with this. You're the only he's my guy. You know, Moon Cookie's my guy. If he anything I read or sing or whatever, and he says, man, I want to get full permission granted right now on air, so no one can say I didn't say it. Uh, but only Dwayne. All right, this is Will You Still Wear Your Mask at Christmas Time. Will you still wear your mask at Christmas time? Will you still order your groceries online? Or will you still go here and there as if you didn't have a care? Will you still wear your mask at Christmas time? Will you still wear gloves on your dainty hands? Will you still be cautious about those party plans? Or will you shoot the moon and go for broke? Is this at all just a joke? Will you still wear gloves on your dainty hands? Will you still keep a safe distance when you're inside? Respectful of a lesson to abide? Or will you shake your head and say, what the heck? Life goes on anyway. Will you still keep a safe distance when you're inside? Will you still keep stockpiling just in case? Will you still hide away your pretty face? Or will you clink the glasses, share the wine, like you did back in 99? Will you still keep stockpiling just in case? Will you still decipher the ruminations of my rhyme? Will it flow as sweet, no so damn sublime? Or will you move on to greener pastures, just another ghost from last year? Will you still wear your mask at Christmas time? In poem song. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, 
Thanks, Nyla. Yeah, first time reading it, uh, singing it, whatever. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was, I didn't think any of that would be still going on, so it kind of did it as a semi-satirical piece, and it turned out being the real deal. Um, and it kind of, uh, you know, with all the, and I'm not even going to get into it right now. I know me and you think, and many of the poets on here are, are kind of of the same mindset, but there was a lot of dissent with, and, and politics playing a part in everything, and people just being stupid, and and and, um, and I had I had several posts last year that I, I called some people out. I'll admit it, uh, and I don't normally do that, but uh, <clears throat> this was kind of nice because it was kind of you know there's a little bits of jabs in there at the people that aren't doing the right thing. You know, are you going to throw your hands and not have a care? Are you going to do what you want and go anywhere? So, uh, but in a whimsical way, and I remember when the, res- the response to this one, when I originally posted it, uh, had people from both sides uh, giving a positive assessment. So that's something, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you, you, you can get two groups to agree on something, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Well, that, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Nyla, I'm glad you like the Retaste Project. You were uh, your putty in my hands, of course. And um, I'm on Facebook. Give me Ray Davis. Hit me up, all you fellow poets. Let's write something. You know, these days of collabs and everybody getting together, it's, it, it, we need to bring that back. So I'm I'm down with any any poet on here who wants to hook up with me. Give me Ray Davis, Facebook, uh, ReverbNation.com slash Word Machinist for my spoken pieces. And... My website, wordmachinist.com, which I don't own the domain to anymore, so now it's wordmachinist.webs.com, wasn't working, and I was there today, and it's working fine. So I'm going to keep looking into that, and if it's still up, we have a lot of poetry on there, and I'll put the link out uh, on the next show. Very, very cool. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you being here, and you're just awesome. Give, uh, Give Missy and the boys a big hug from me, okay? I sure will. Love you, Nyla. You take care. Love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye. All right. Word machine is Jimmy Ray. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm getting myself all mixed up. We lost. Where's my other caller? We did 540. Hang on, you guys. I have to catch up here. 540. No, we didn't do 540. 6540. Nope. Nope, we didn't. 540. 540, you're on the air. 540. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, sweetie. How are you, honey? Yeah, I'm fine. Naughty Nyla. <laughs> no, I'm sweet. No, you're naughty. <laughs> naughty Nyla. I haven't talked to you so in a while. So I'm <laughs> very I've been busy for a while. I mean, you know. I know. I it's okay. So you guys can have lives. I know you end up here, back here eventually. Follow you up if we're on. Get back to So, since it's been a while, I would love to know what you are going to bless us with tonight, my dear. Um, 
I tell you what. You give the title, and I'm gonna make it so conscious. Wire a little plump. Hmm. I'm gonna make it so conscious. You give it the name, I'm gonna make it so conscious. So I give you the line, huh? And what's the name of the poem? Is you gonna make whatever whatever the name you want. I'm gonna make I'm, it. You're cutting conscious. out. I'm not hearing you very well right now, sweetheart. Oh. Um. Wherever you wherever you title it, I'm gonna make it into a conscious speech. Okay. So I am going to give you one of this week's prompts that I gave earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I am I am going to pick out uh they called me savage. They call me savage. Yep. Good one. I will reopen the case. Can't you see the smile on my face? I'm loving the taste. I want to erase your convictions. The all is the madness. So I must practice law in the only environment that there has no peace in the requirements. I let it be known. The flowing of different waves and ready to invade, ready to persuade the ones that can bring me to a life of hell behind bars. And I can feel the scars all around me. And I'm away in trial. But when they call me savage, call me like the definition that I was guilty already. My mind is so steady to be a line and shine in this day of the trial, and I stay focused because I want to do for the greater good. It is all for the people. You cannot destroy a revolution. The only thing that you can do is make the contribution to go ahead and release all the madness in me that I have seen. You can read and everything in my own diary what you require, even when the world may just see me as just a savage. Maybe if all hell break loose, maybe if the world that I make the introduction to being free, but what can you see? You see the world savage, but I see the world freedom. And that's all in me. This automatic carries my career going to speak his in the morning, but in drive. <laughs> Larry, that was awesome. You did great on that. I love it when you do that. That impresses me. I, you know, when you guys do that, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. You guys do awesome. You know what, Naughty Nala, I got to give you some credit. You chose the title. You know, I'm in a I'm in a big rig, and I'm just you know I always am a poet. I just I, I I've been sitting, and what's the greatest thing that I could do when I'm not uh, driving? I could do some poetry. You that know, is the greatest thing on running. my show. That makes it even greater. Yeah, my clock is not running, but I say, hey, let me go ahead. You know, I I want to work on my book. I want to work on my own business. I want to do a whole lot. I should be working on my book. 
Um, you know, but uh, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. I, I, I I have a formula. A study called Formula Nine One Three Eight Two. It'll come out. Um, I get tired sometimes because I do a lot of running. But I can always find room for poetry. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, did that one uh, meant too long? Did you say it too, too? I didn't know if that one went too long. You know, I have an avid. No, you, got, you have time phone. for two. All right. Yep, we're still okay. I want you. Now, nah, I want to do another challenge. I want you to title a poem, and I'm going to make it a love poem under your title. Love poem. All right. You want me to give you the title? Yes. All right. I'm going back to our list of prompts, and you said it's going to be a love poem. Yes. All right. So it's going to be a different kind of love poem. The prompt I'm going to give you, or the title I'm going to give you, is Somebody I Used to Be in Love With. Somebody I Used to Be in Love With. I could do that. All that I have is you. I guess that's just the way I felt that day. My words are on display. I know we're sitting in the chair. I know it's like friendship and taking you there. I used to love you. I used to be in love with you. I guess those values just settled down. Love is just going all around. What happened to us? How can we meet to a special place where we once were? How could the love ever occur? I need assurance. Matter of fact, I need your endurance. I need your time to reflect on what happened to us. Because I feel like we both deserve each other's love. I feel like LTD. I feel like the greatly appreciate. I need my love initiated with you. Even if we can work this thing out, or we we'll just go our separate ways. The love delays the problem. What can we do? How can I ever love you again if I can't even trust you? If you don't trust me. And we already built that bridge apart. But what I'm saying is, if we're going to love each other again, we may just need a fresh start. This automatic charismatic electrical engine, take it is in the morning, but and dry. That was awesome. You get A plus on on both of those pieces you did. You know, I, 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 you're the school teacher. And I'm always getting those snacks for. 
<laughs> you know the kid always liked the school teacher? Yeah. Yeah, so you could get an A or something like that. <laughs> Giving school uh, teacher snacks. You've not yeah. brought me an apple yet, so you need to you need to bring me write a poem about an apple, then we'll talk. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, naughty, <laughs> na- the naughty one. She's not good. She's only she's her bad. Your bad is my good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one erotic poem I've done, and you're never, ever, ever going to let me live it down. And it wasn't even an erotic poem. Well, you know, if it's naughty enough, it's great enough. <laughs> that bad, it sounds so good. So to be funny. a bad girl is to be a wonderful girl. I know Mama's around. She can't protect you this time. <laughs> never, ever <laughs> underestimate the reach of Mama. That would be very <laughs> silly, I'll tell you. Mama can't get me. Ah, I got my bodyguard. Did Mama try to get me? I got my. I said, look, don't let Mama in. No. <laughs> it's so funny, you guys. Every time Larry starts giving me crap over something, starts teasing me and shit, Mama's right there, man. I don't know how she knows, but yeah, she's always she's right, right there. Yeah, she's right there. She's right there, but you know my bodyguards are there, too, so Mama try to get me for saying what I've been saying. I'm going to have my bodyguards there. Mama's not <laughs> going to be able to reach me. Mama's going to... I need Mama to stay right over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you tell her that. <laughs> I, I, I just can't tell that. I can't tell She's that. Funny. I can't, you know... I, I got to send a messenger, and I hope that the messenger come in, uh, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens to the messenger. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, All right, my darling. Yeah, I I send my condolences to, uh, you know, her losing her mom. Send my condolences. Now, I heard a poem. I send my condolences. You know, I know it's, 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 it's not easy. It takes no. uh, healing takes time. Gra- Grandma was amazing. Let me tell you. Yeah. So I've never even met her, but I know she was amazing, just because of how well, much she shared her with me. I got I All got right. a prop for you. I got a prop what? for you. Mm. What I do? What I do? I'm on uh, your next show. I want you to do a poem called It's Nice to Be Naughty. That's my challenge for you. It's I'm nice get right to on be that. naughty. You guys know that I'm going to get right on that, right? <laughs> I'm going to see. Got to go. Sorry. If if I, go, I got to go write a poem. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I don't hear it, I want your inbox it. I want to see it. I haven't done any of my erotica in years and years and years because especially as a female, when you do that, all of a sudden that's all you're seen for. I mean, one of the best examples I have of that is Audrey Michelle. You know, she is one of the best erotica writers that I know. It took her years to live down that reputation and have people take her seriously for her poetry. I mean, it's hard as a woman. It is a thing. We all have special poems that we write. 
But we all have those signature poems that we write. Let's say that you write poems that inspire people. But that, but just, I write poems that make people populate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even though you write poems that are great and have all these great moments, what does your signature poem, that your signature pieces do? Everybody has a signature piece. Your mm-hmm. signature, my signature piece could be a revolutionary type piece. Your signature poems could be erotic. But it doesn't mean that you're not an all-around poet. It's just that people, uh, um, it's just like uh, if you heard Luther Van Draws, you're not gonna. You're gonna think his signature is uh, slow jams. You know what I mean? Even though he wrote wrote uh, music that you could dance to, is like you know. But what what is the signature? Everybody has the signature. So it's All not right, tell everyone same, how to find you because yeah. we have 15 minutes left, and I still have one, two, three, four callers. Okay, okay, okay. Otherwise, we'll talk to uh, you like I I do all the time. Yeah, I, I talk too much, too. <laughs> you find me at Larry Shepard on Facebook. Find me at Larry Shepard on Facebook. I am Miss Automatic Carriage Mac um, and One Post Dynasty Movements. So you can find me right there. Peace, much love, 10-4, and I'm out. <laughs> Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Um, okay, I do want to let area code 503 know that you are not in the lineup. So 503, if you're wanting to come on, press 1. I've got your timestamp, so you're in your right place. I'm going to go ahead and bring on area code 207. 207, you're on the air. Oh, that's me. This is you. <laughs> Hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I have tomorrow off, so I'm up late and feeling good, and I'll enjoy my day tomorrow cleaning house and doing absolutely nothing. Uh, I wish I was doing nothing, but I'm not doing nothing. I'm doing something always. I need some yeah. doing nothing. It helps everybody to do nothing once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, Tammy, tell everyone who you are. Um, I'm Tammy Hendricks. I'm on Facebook and on um, WordPress, and I'm going to read my very first. Uh, I'm scared to read it, to tell you the truth, but uh, Villanelle. Isn't Why are you afraid you to read it? Because it's the first one I've ever written, and I'm hoping that it's okay. Well, I'm excited for you. That's awesome. My first yeah. sonnet, Jim, uh, Jimmy, um, Michael's been trying to get me to write a sonnet for years, and I finally wrote my very first sonnet. I even used a syllable counter is how hard I worked on this sonnet, and the syllable counter was wrong. We used different syllables. It gave me a different count for each one. So the first sonnet I wrote had two extra syllables in it, but it was still my first sonnet. So it's okay. The fact is that you did it, and I'm very excited. Okay, well, here it goes. Okay. Um, It has no title. I just titled it number one. I don't know what to title it, so I just left it at that. 
All right. Make not haste of daily travels in life. Learn true conditions with which you are born. Great be to those who measure their own breath. Time, time tidings to flowers, earth, raging storms. Bring forth kinships, worship family, friends. Make not haste of daily travels in life. Love for the sake of, bring warmth to stone hearts. Be still, let it flow from you to all souls. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. Walk slowly, dear spirits, into the dawn of inherent light always within you. Make not haste of daily travels in life. Be not dismayed by humanity's faults, for it is within failing we learn us. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. Forevermore be diligent in good. Wanderlust this realm with love in your heart. Make not haste of daily travels in life. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. The end. You know, usually I look inside a poem and we'll find the title for it that way. And you have the one per, uh, repetitive verse in there, so it should be kind of easy to do that, right? Should be. But I think that the title of that should actually be one of the prompts, which means you've already done your homework for the week, so you get to go out and play. But I think the title of that, or the, the tit- a title that would fit that very, very well was number eight on the list, which was the pearls of our minutes. The pearls of our minutes. There you go. Doesn't that fit? It does. Mm-hmm. The pearls yep. of our minutes. Yep. Those things that those things that are the value the value we find in each of our moments, in each of our minutes, making each of them count. Yeah, I think that would be a great title for that poem. So that which means if you do use it, then you've done your homework for the week. So can I use it? Yeah. All right then. It's yours. The pearls of our minutes. Yep. Very nice. I like that. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. Do you have two to read tonight? No, I'm just going to let it at one because you've got enough going on. you got other people that need to read. <laughs> All right. So tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Uh, well, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find me under uh, Tammy Hendricks Poetry on Facebook, and you can also find me on um, WordPress under Tammy L. Hendricks. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, we will see you then. Great job tonight, honey.
Much love, honey. <laughs> you too, Tammy. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm still grabbing things that got wet, like some books off my desk. and Oh, it was such a mess. It is such a mess. All right, our next caller. I love Tammy. You can still do two poems, but shorter poems. We have eight minutes left, and I still have one, two, three, four. Four people to get on the air, including 503, making five. If 503 wants to come on the air, press one, 503. Uh, you're not in the lineup, so press one if you want to come on. But I'm, we're so close to the end. We're going to go into overtime anyway. So if you still want to read two short poems or just the regular length poem, go ahead and do that. I'm not going to cut you guys off this late into the show. But make them two shorter poems or one normal poem. Okay, 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nalate. None of my poems are normal. (laughs) (laughs) I always like to say that. None of my poems are normal. I would like to hear your haiku, Robbie. Haiku? (laughs) Do I have a haiku? I'm not too sure. I don't think so. I I may have one way, way, way back, but that's saying I got to try, I got to try the more traditional poetic forms especially the ones that have that Shakespearean bent to them. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, I have... You, want, you wanted me to read a green poem, so here we go. <laughs> Don't ask me I did why I went into that accent for that. <laughs> but uh, I've read The Green Man so many times, I thought I'd try reading The Green Lady instead. And this is, if, I, if memory serves me correct, this is also based on a... On a legend as well, uh, Irish legend, I believe, the Green Lady. Uh, can't give any details on it right now because we don't have that much time, and I don't remember the research that I did on it. Well, that sometimes it's like people <laughs> just good to let people. Yeah. Go Google yeah. something. GTS. Google that shit. Google that. Go Google that shit. That's my. That's <laughs> my. That's my abbreviation acronym for the week. GTS. Google that shit. You want to know something? Google that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here we go with the, the green lady Immersed in the green light she sits Thoughts filled with empty promises and regrets She knows not what magic lies in this secluded forest To take her woes and her troubles away But she hopes that amongst the copse of trees Shaded seclusion The delusion, the illusion of a love That was not really love is taken away She is a green lady in a green and verdant forest and she cannot comprehend the power of the trees that do surround her. But she knows that somehow they will take it all away. The pain of yesteryears, of time that was squandered, wasted on a man that did not love her, that made her feel like her heart had been wasted away. She stands amongst the glowing green shade of this mysterious forest, and she lies under the stars, under the greenish Haze at night, reaching up to the stars, hoping to grab hold of the man that will take her, will ravage her, and will take all her pain and her cares away. And that is The Green Lady. And that actually is an older poem than I had anticipated to remember. For some reason, I thought I remember this one being a little more recent. But this is based all the way back in 2010. (laughs) Oh, it's so long ago. Yeah. Do you realize how old we were when we met? (laughs) Yeah. How many years ago? I mean, you really think about that's been a long. It's been a long time. Yeah, I was in my twenties. I was still living. 
was I was t- I was talking to you from the basement of my dad's apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and now now look where we are. I'm in my own. I'm in uh, my living room. Uh, well, my 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 whole my place is like one room really, but <laughs> you know the kitchenette deal and all that. But yeah, in my own place in front of my computer and everything, and yeah. So that was uh, the Green Lady, and uh, I think I'll just get this. There's one that's really short, and this is for this is. Uh, inspired by uh, Dark Star, uh, like with her name and kind of like the thing, the different things that it can represent. Because they used to call black holes dark stars, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so and this is kind of you know with the quote the Raven sort of an influence. Black star, black star, calling out in the night, staring at my third eye's second sight. I wish I may, I wish I might comprehend the Buddha of Nirvana tonight. Black star, black star, where art thou in my sight? Art thou in the hidden constellations of the night? I wish I may, I wish I might look up to the sky and see Nirvana tonight. And I heard you making a comment, something about, like you were saying, for people to do workshops and you're mentioning something with me in relation to third eye or something like that. I didn't mm-hmm. quite catch it. I caught the tail end of it. So I thought I'd read that, <coughs> this poem, because it happened to have that reference. So <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll uh, listen. I'll listen in on the, uh, uh, yeah, I'll take another listen to the podcast there at the, at the end and re-listen to the beginning and, and see, catch, just catch the rest of what you had said there. <laughs> And because we always talk about that. that's one of the verse, one, one of the things you use a lot in your poetry. Yeah. You know, we all have something that we connect to that we use, mm-hmm. that we reference. You know, for me, mm-hmm. the word feral. I use the word feral mm-hmm. in a lot of my poetry. So I have to figure out something else to use. You don't want every single poem to have the mm-hmm. word feral. So, yeah. you know, and I was talking about that, how we have to search for, you know, when we mm-hmm. when we discover that, we have to find ways to rephrase those. Mm-hmm. And I kind and, of discovered it myself, but it also also by by you pointing out as well is kind of a fifty fifty thing. But uh, I will send you an email about that because I had quite a experience about in reference to how I see that and everything. So uh, so yeah, those are my two poems. Uh, it was uh, nice to read them. It was nice to see all the. Uh, Usual people in here today, tonight, and it was uh, nice to see Quiet Storm in the chat for a little bit. Yes, I didn't. I missed mm-hmm. that. Now I'm mad. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to go off and pout. <laughs> I still have some of their um, tracks on the air. Maybe I'll close the show with one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be cool. I think I will do that. All right, tell everyone how to find you, Robbie. Yeah, uh, I can be found under Facebook at Robbie's Multipenia Poetry. And if you just look there, you'll see all the other things I'm linked to, like SoundCloud and and uh, a couple other sites, more music-oriented now, and, and uh, all poetry as well, Robbie's Poetry. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, hon. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Yeah.
Okie dokie. Okie dokie. I almost, I almost burped on the air. That would have been so unladylike. Told you I was drinking a soda. I guess I didn't spill it fast <laughs> enough. Burp. Yeah, that one snuck up on me. That would have been horrible. He wouldn't call, he wouldn't call you uh, lovely Nyla or whatever he was saying. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say that after you were burping, would he? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I think that would finally spoil the mood. I think that would finally break the yeah, mood for that's, him. Yeah, that's not so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a good night. All right, Robbie. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, good evening, Ayla. Hey, Granville, how are you, sweetheart? I am fine, I am fine. It's almost 11 o'clock. What do you have for us tonight? I have a poem that is called, She is Life. This poem is called, She is Life. She is life. Ah, the light approaches. Clarity's brief moments of life. And I fathom the women more. Her task, her mandate, hope in the face of all this aridity and disenchantment. Life she harbors, life she cussets. Her sons that, her sons does not her will, yoked to her duties, the preservation of men. Yoke to the preparation of men. Her glances assures procreation, and ever the train shall meet. There is great power at work here. It is palpable. My sister has always been a wonder to me. What? Secret, I can see her mind at work. What secret she harbors? The roving mind, the endless wonder. There seems no fathoming this. Never the scratch that would remedy her itch. Standing at the observatory post of life. I observe the affairs of the species, powers hidden within the flesh, scary and exhilarating. This is her task, an endless query, the woman, nations, lives inside her. Thank you very much, Nina. Thank you. That was amazing. Yes, Killer yes. ending on that. Great job, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, You're welcome. I, I, 
Oh, uh, yeah, I was just saying that. I know, I know you're short for time, and let me tell people where they can find me on Facebook. Grandfield John Hedrington, Instagram of the same name, and if you can want, and I hope you want to hire me and any good stuff, hit me up. Thank you very Perfect. much, Tyler. You are very welcome, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. 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 All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506, 506, you're on the air. Hi, it's Lady A calling from Canada. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Nice to hear you. So, Lady uh, A, tell us what's going on with you, what's up, and what you chose to read tonight. Well, um, I'm very fortunate because... uh, I can I get to live at the beach year round and this time of year of course in the summer it's perfect. And I'm retired so I uh I get spent all my time at the beach. So it's really nice and inspiring to to write. I have a lot of uh beachy type poems. But tonight I'm going to uh, read you a poem about um um uh, well it's, it's It's inspired by Imagine Dragon's song, Believer. It goes like this. You can be you, it's called. Beyond the broken child I rose, above the violence life composed. Survival, strength, better chose. I I am shipmaster, commodore. I am a hero. I am captain, commander of my vessel. Words soothed my raging heart. In them I nestled. Clouds parted with each line of poetry from my mind. Beauty peeked in for me to see. I believed words set me free. Azure skies, oceans blue, hydrangeas of every hue, babies, children playing, songs sung, when it's raining, music fits under my skin, laughing, crying, loving grins. Blow off the dust, pink, ivory, mauve, coral colors shine. We can't wait for life to be perfect for us to be happy. Dive in, dig yourself out, stand up, stand out. Experience the pain, without it there is no gain. I am shipmaster. Commodore, I am a hero in poem. I love the power in that, and I love both the the masculinity and the femininity interchanged in the words. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the quiet, there's a quiet gentle to it, but at the same time, the words are very masculine that you choose, which makes it... Um, I think it makes it all the more powerful. I think you did a great job on that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, if you have time, I have another one. Um, mm-hmm. But if you, I understand you're you're running close to. No, the I end. I didn't want. I I know that we're running over tonight, but uh, you know, with with five callers, four callers left, I didn't want to cut you guys off to doing just one that late. I, I'll you know we can stay longer and take care of this, get you guys heard. 
So okay. please. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, this is called um, uh, Gray and Daunting. The sky was gray and daunting. Clouds bruised royal purple. The artist's choice woke sadness. Blue marks rained down were hurtful. Thunder played like bone. Fast kick, hard hit solo, Moby Dick. Fans mourned his death. His thunder plays on in Zeppelin's every lick. Summertime church tent meetings, evangelizing the masses, mesmerizing with music and song, reaching souls who prayed for heaven's passes. We dream dreams of peace and love to cover us forever. Behind gray skies, daunting shines sun and skies of blue. Broken hearts whose doors are locked, afraid to let love in. Need only trust once more. I truly do love you. End poem. You know, it's like it's like facing a storm, you know, or 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 facing something, and you, you're going to be the thing to block it. But you know, you still, love, you know, I don't know how to explain it right. But I thought it was awesome. I know what I'm thinking in my head. I'm just I've been on the Thank air for you. three hours and I've been talking too much. And I have no clue what's coming out of my freaking mouth right now. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like it's like. It's like standing in front of a runaway train knowing you're the one that's going to have to knock it off the tracks, but telling the train you love it anyway. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I like to um, write. Uh, I write to prompts sometimes through another a group that I'm in, and um, this was inspired by a, a fellow poet's poem, and uh, uh, it's called, called A Can of Ten Shades of Grey, and... Uh, so he his poetry was what inspired me to write that, um, which is great. You know, we have uh, so many different um, people who who are beautiful writers, and um, and the interpretation of that is is a great thing to do. Also, agreed, agreed. All right, my dear. I want you to tell everyone how they can come find you, how they can show you some love, get to know you better before you come back next week and read. Okay. Um, I I go by Lady A um, on um, All Poetry, um, and uh, you can find me uh, in the group uh, A Team of Voices. And uh, I also am on Facebook by uh, as Andrea Wheaton. And... Um, that's pretty much it. I have a radio blog show that I do twice a month. Um, I just did my, one of them last night, and then uh, I do every other Friday as well. So then um, that's on Blog Talk Radio through a team of voices as well. So which, which Andrea Wheaton are you? What's your profile picture look like? Um, I've got a big smile on my face and a uh, headband on. A pink bow? Yeah. You are so flipping adorable, I can't stand it. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, sending you a friend's request. Oh, okay, So I can let you know when the show's coming up, if you would like me to do that. Good, yes, thank you. 
and um, glad you were here. Great job Thank tonight. Thank you very much. I'm really because excited about your reads. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, yes. Perfect. All right, let's go ahead. We've got area code. Oh, come on. Okay, we've got area code 503. I'm sitting here staring at you. You've been sitting down there for a while. I don't know if you want to come on and read or not. If you want to come on and read, press 1 on your phone so I know it's okay to unmute you. So I don't want you sitting there that whole time and not coming on the air. 503, press 1 if you want to come on. Okay, all right. So I'm not going to force you. All right, so now I do want to know who 503 is. 503, who are you? I do not know. Okay, all right. Oh, look, see, see, I pressured, peer pressure. 503, you're on the air. You do uh, pressure me. This is John. <laughs> I knew I could apply the pressure. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing fine, but I don't have a new poem for you. I was just listening to all the other great poets that you have on. And you have some really good ones tonight. It's been a great night. It's been really fun. And it doesn't have to be a new poem. It can be one you wrote in high school because everybody here didn't know you then, and they don't know all your poems. Well, that's true. Um, I'm kind of looking through things as we talk, so... I'm um, sorry, but um, I really wasn't ready to push one, and then you made me. <laughs> There's a method to my madness. I know. Women have that effect on me. They tell me to do things, and I tend to do them. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the it's natural the order of the world. Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Us men go out and do things, and then we get in trouble for it. And... Anyway. <laughs> uh Let's see. Um, how about this one? This one's maybe I've never read this one on your program before. Uh, it has no no uh, no actual um, title. It was actually when I was trying to do haikus every day, and uh, I ended up with this. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Hard strokes for soft beauty in colors of flesh that leave me wanting. Living on hold. With open hands and held breath that bring fantasy. The painting helps tension release on a canvas that leaves me loving. End of, end of stuff. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I never I'd read laugh, that John, one. You know why I, I'm laughing right now? I've got a feeling, feeling I do. Go ahead. I, I have a feeling you don't. <laughs> and I'm so okay. glad it's you. I've been, you knew that I, you heard me say I spelled the Coke on my desk, right? Yes, I was, I was here for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to uh, salvage from this mess, right? <laughs> okay. And I pick up and I move this piece of paper. And I can't figure, what in the hell is that smell? What am I smelling? So I move this piece of paper, and I set it right on top of my candle. Oh. <laughs> so as as you're reading, I'm watching this candle set fire to this piece of paper on my desk, and I'm very quietly trying to put the fire out while we're talking. 
Well, over the process of the last hour, I figure the clicks are just part of what you're doing. You know, I'm not yeah, too worried about it. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, you guys. This is really bad. It's like I had to say my computer, now I had to put out a fire. It has been a noisy night, and, you know. Yeah. <sighs> and you're running over time by 15 minutes. <laughs> That's why I wasn't going to come on. I, I figured if you don't have anything new to say, don't say anything at all. You know, sometimes I like to just listen to you. You know, it's fun. Your poets are so good. <laughs> uh, well, they are. They you are know, incredible. They, they have their own, yeah, they have their own style and pace. And, you know, sometimes it's just nice to sit back and listen to the rhythm of how they talk. You know, even if you don't like grass all the meetings of what they're saying, most of them have great rhythm to how they mm-hmm. do things. And, uh, you know, we we all them. are not going to like the same type of poetry, and we're not all going to gravitate towards the same style. Just like music, you know, if we all gravitated toward music, it would be it would all be eighties um, British Invasion, which yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, but no, there's yeah. people who like country, and and poetry the same way. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't listen to a country song. And fill it deeply or be inspired by it or connect to it just because it's not my preferred genre of music. You know, and that's one of the things that's really cool about this show is you're going to hear everything here. It's not segregated. There's no judgment. You can do whatever you want. And the community is just so incredibly embracing. And I'm so proud. I mean, 14 years on the air. And we have never had drama on this show ever. You know, we've never had yeah. someone be mean or an asshole or anything like that. And it's incredible. Yeah. You just it's, That's absolutely unheard of. And it's just the community, you know. Yeah. So that you was know, a good po- point. Poetry slams, yeah, poetry slams are a lot like open mics are for us folk singers. You know, it's like you don't complain about somebody, you know, whether you like it or not. You usually try and, you know, give them some positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know how clicky probably, things can get. And I'm just real proud that that's not here. Yeah, yeah, you should be. You really should be. Well, anyway, I wrote my little bits of haiku there. I, I think I've never done that before. And uh, <laughs> I, do, I, I am working in another trilogy of uh, limericks. I do have one more if you want to hear it, um, but, you know, of it's course. up to you. Um, uh, well, that's okay. You know, I know you're running over, so real quick, this is a sonnet. Um I went to the bathroom before the show, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, does my my stomach make you pee? (laughs) No, but I remember one time, one time, James, one sapien, Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods, was on, and he he really likes to discuss things. And usually he was the last caller of the night. And it was almost four hours we had been on the air when I finally got to him, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and I kept telling, you know, finally I had no pride, I had no shame, it was like, James, I've got to go, I ha- I'm dancing in my chair, I have to pee so bad, James, I have to go, okay, sure, great, but one more thing, he would say, like 20 times he did that to me, and I was like, panicking. <laughs> That's funny. He, he taught me, man, you go to the bathroom before the show comes on. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you spilled your coke, so you're probably good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Water. I'm okay. All right. So yes, yeah. read your second one, please. Okay. okay. So this is a strict sonnet. Um, so here we go. Um, As I walk through these gray mountains, I consider a world upside down. Lovers come and go with the seasons, 
Yet love is never found. Hard work will bring you a paycheck, but not pay for a happy home. Not will put enough food on the table, even if you live alone. I have been to the top of these mountains. I have walked through the deepest ravines. I have breathed the thin air of emotion while laboring in valleys of green. And yet, I will work hard for a love of today. The alternative is way too much today. Way too much to bear. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I wrote this. In fact, it was at the beginning of me reading your show about ten years ago, and uh, I was thinking about the paycheck that I was bringing home and how it really wasn't enough to do anything with. You know, I was still scrimping and saving. And, you know. you know, it's really funny. Yeah. Think about this for a minute, okay? So I'm researching right. my family tree and found out that I am related to this lord that lent money to the Mary, Queen of Scots. And she never right. paid him back. Uh-huh. Right? So I'm reading about this family history. And so I'm figuring the amount of money that was lent to her how much money that would be in this day and age. And they were using a comparison when I figured out how much money it would be in this day and age. You could do a year, like I could go back to the 1500s, this was the 1500s, I go back to the 1500s and figure out how many head of cattle that amount of money would have bought uh-huh. in the 1500s. And then converting it to today today's dollars, how many cattle... It would buy yeah. in this day and age, right? Uh-huh. How much? How yeah. much does cattle cost in? Uh, so mm-hmm. there was a difference of three cows. Huh. So what That's does that tell you about the cost, money, the value of money, and the cost of living? In this oh, day yeah. and age, the same amount of money will only buy you three more cows than it would back in the 1500s. So it's like they right. give you the cost of living raise. But the uh-huh. price of living stays goes up as well. So there's there's like it's you, you know that they're not really giving us anything. Yeah, past buyer. You know, if I can yeah, buy they're... this many cows back in the 1500s, I can still only buy this many cows. There's something wrong. You know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And it's, you know, it's economics. I mean, the cost of living is based on what they gave you last year. It's not based on inflation. So, mm-hmm. in fact, I'm much better with my money now that I'm not working than I ever was when I was working. Because I always felt like I had some pocket money. And, of course, raising a family for 20 years, you know, you wanted to do special things for your kids, you know, go to Yellowstone, things like that, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, nowadays, you know, it's a lot different. I mean, I just... Today, I just went out and paid forty-four dollars for a fishing license. Good until the end of the year, but you know we used to. Those were things like ten bucks a piece. That's know? the only thing that I'm looking forward to when I become a senior citizen is I get a discounted fishing license. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and me both, except I am a senior citizen. In fact, I, I retire in two months. So. Well, don't don't but, don't you get a discount on your fishing license then? Then maybe, You're not 65. Maybe. No, I'm 62. 
Well, yeah. I turned so 62. I don't, I don't think that you early. get the discounted until 65, but man, it's like that's that's my goal. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, John, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Well, I'm the unemployed guy standing out in front of my apartment building smoking cigarettes. <laughs> with a fishing pole in his hand. That. Yeah, with a fishing pole in my hand waiting for a tri-minute bus. Um, <laughs> but you can find me on Facebook if you look hard enough. And uh, some people have been here too, so I appreciate those people. You know who you are. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope you have a good time, and I hope I didn't ring you over too much. You are awesome, and I appreciate you so much, John. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll try and have fresh poetry for you next week. Okay. That was incredible. You don't even have to have fresh poetry. Bring me your old stuff. I like hearing it too. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Y'all are so yeah. silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right, um, honey. Hey, I love you. You take care of yourself, okay? Love you too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. I want you to know how much I appreciate you putting up with my rustling and bustling about tonight. You are amazing. I want to thank all the callers and all the listeners alike. Um, I want to thank my computer for not blowing up when it got the coke spilled on it, or now my books are totally ruined, and we we got through this. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, right? So, love you guys. Cannot wait to see what you bring back week. Have an amazing week. By the way, what you bring back next week. Remember that we may be doing a workshop next week. I am going to be making that emergency trip out to Colorado to bring someone back here to Oregon. And either we will be playing a workshop, which if we're playing the workshop, it is going to be by Cassandra Tribe, and it will be a life-changing workshop. I promise you there is no way you can listen to her and not have it affect the way you write from that moment forward. She is amazing. And normally... Just so you know, she charges about $250, $300 a person to attend her workshops, and she did this one for us for free. So you're getting a pretty good value there. (laughs) So if we play the workshop, that's the one we're going to be playing. And otherwise, Christopher Ryan is going to be hosting. And if he is doing the hosting next week, then it's going to be his first time hosting alone. So I want you to be kind to him. Make sure that you call in and show him some support so he isn't, like, panicking and not knowing what to say because, like, there's just crickets. That would never happen because there's too many people to call in. But you know what I mean. Show him some love. Show him some support if he's here by himself next week. I know you guys will take care of him. All right, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Again, thank you callers and listeners alike. You are amazing. It was a fantastic night, and we will see you next week. I'm going to end the episode with an audio track, and this one's going to be, hmm, Poem in the Voice of the Cat I Stayed With for Ten Days by Anthony Vibo. Good night, everybody. Poem in the Voice of the Cat that I Stayed With for Ten Days, Day One. Meow. I don't know who you are, but you are not the person that loves me. There's a particular way that the things that I do here, your presence changes nothing. Day two. Oh, 
you're still here. I thought you would have left by now. People are constantly walking through these corridors. I pay no mind to them. You're no exception. Day three, you, sleeping in the bed that is not yours. Feed me. Do not think this interaction grants you permission to touch me. We all have to eat. Day four, I have assessed that you are no danger. Although you sit on my throne, I shall allow it. No blood shall be spilt on account of your ignorance. Just continue to meet my demands and you may stay. <laughs> I might even consider letting you caress my fur. Day five. Oh, oh this is an outrage. I, I, I've never been so insulted in any of my lives. I, I, I threw myself at your feet. I extended an invitation for you to hold me and you brushed me off to the side like I'm some sort of dog. Some, some alley cat. Some stray off the street. Don't you know I am the decision maker here? Nothing changes if it does not suit me and you. Well, <laughs> Let's just say, I've shared my disappointment in spots across the house. I chuckled. Day six. Fine. You are forgiven. I must say, your patience does astound me. Despite our... I'm sleeping on the bed tonight. Accept it, for it is a fact. Day, day seven. Mm. And to think, I plotted ten different ways in which to eliminate you, but, but your hand on my back feel really nice. Now my ears, human, scratch behind my ears. Day eight. You are not the person I love, but there I found a spot on your chest that is warm, that is welcome home after being gone the whole day. When you sleep, I moonlight over your skin. That means touching my whiskers next to yours. I must make sure you are breathing. If not, who else will get my food? <laughs> Day nine. You are not the person that loves me, but you are water bowl reflection. You are paw print similar. You care about me more than these fans that come to adore me whenever the doors are open. Your intentions are pure. I thank you. Day 10. I woke up, and you were not here. Had I known your hand on my stomach last night was, was to be our last moments together, I would have clawed at your wrist, made it more of a challenge, as everything worth loving should be.